Hello, and welcome to the Department of Mysteries. Prepare yourself for the Savage World's horror ahead, and don't forget to check for monsters under your bed. New episodes air live Thursdays 1pm Pacific at twitch.tv slash thedatnetwork. Thank you to Sirenscape for helping to bring this podcast to life. The Department of Mysteries deals with horror and dark themes, including violence, gore, and intense situations. Enjoy. <laughs> Welcome to the Department of Mysteries. I'm so excited to see you all here. Let me tell you a little bit about what you are here for. A Savage World show sh set in the mashup universe of Harry Potter and the Savage World setting, Ripper's Resurrected, taking place in 1895 England, but I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment. First, I should introduce myself. Who am I? I'm Megan Caves, and I will be your GM for this run of the Department of Mysteries. I'm very excited to have you all here so that I can horrify all of you. <laughs> yes, but first, I want to share you guys, share, I want to share you guys, no, I want to share with you guys, um, this little fancy dude, you see him back here? This is a dragon baggin, and they have so kindly sponsored this episode of the Department of Mysteries. Uh, so it's brought to you in part by Dragon Baggins. He's adorably ferocious dragons, absolutely love collecting dice to guard for you between games. Getting them to share the horde might take a little convincing, but if you let them sit by the action, that usually works. You can order a Dragon Baggin at etsy.com shop slash Wayward Masquerade, and be sure to follow Wayward Masquerade on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook so that you can keep up with all the Dragon Baggin news. And seriously, guys, they're, they're cute. They're cute. You can see them here at the side of the screen. I don't know which way I'm pointing. Over there. Uh, yeah. And the really fun thing is you have a chance to win one of these guys today and a set of specific dice that I assume are these really cool dice that I get to have. You might be able to have them too. So you should be able to see in chat how you enter. You can enter as many times as you want, as long as it is before 3.45 today, as we will be announcing the winner at the end of this stream. This is for North American folks only. Sorry for people who are further out just for shipping reasons. So I'm very excited. So make sure you enter for that, guys. All right. Now, because this is the first time Savage Worlds has ever been on this channel, at least as far as I know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Savage Worlds so you guys know what you're in for. Uh, so first of all, let's talk about the basic mechanic of Savage Worlds, which is um, attributes and traits. So in other games like D&D, you have these as well. In Savage Worlds, they are listed with die type. So I might have a D4 in a trait. I might have a D6 in a trait. I could have a D8, D12, D10, so on, so on, so on. And what you do is you roll that die for that trait. But you also roll it with a wild die because you are a wild card. Wild cards have their very own wild die. It is a D6, it is separate. Uh, usually you want it to be a separate color of some kind so you can always tell which is which. Every time you make a trait roll, you're gonna roll both of those dice, so whatever your die trait is and your wild die, and you take whichever one is the higher roll. Now the next really fun thing here, oh yes, and here's a lovely little graphic so you can see a little bit about it. This explains it um, in visual form as well. Uh, what's really cool too is that 
the dice ace or explodes. That means whenever you land on the highest number, D4 would be a four, D6 it would be a six and so on. It explodes, which means you get to roll it again. So that means, and this has happened, you could potentially have a roll of 40 on one D4 if you keep acing or uh, exploding it. So makes for some exciting rolls, let me tell you. Uh, in general, in Savage Worlds, the success number you're trying to hit is a four. Uh, sometimes that can have modifiers either up or down to make it a little bit more difficult. Sometimes they are opposed rolls, which of course you're trying to beat the oppose. Ties in Savage Worlds uh, always remain the same. So nothing changes when a tie happens. Another really cool thing about Savage Worlds are the bennies. Um, they are usually uh, represented by poker chips. Uh, I've got these cool little marbles for ours today. Um, but bennies allow you to do a lot of really cool things. It's kind of the economy of the Savage World system. Uh, bennies allow you to soak a wound, so that has to do with combat, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, they also allow you to reroll anything but a crit fail. Crit fail is two ones on the two die that you roll, or one on each die is a better way of putting that. Um, they let you do one cool thing. Maybe you really wish you had brought rope and you can go, you know what? I did bring rope. I'm gonna use this Benny for that. Um, it'll let you uh, try to get a better initiative in combat. Um, yeah, those are the main things. I think there's another thing that might come up, but if it does, we'll get to it there. So now what I would like to do is in introduce you to the lovely cast that you will be taking this Department of Mysteries journey with. So let's do that. Let's introduce them right now. Look how cool they get introduced. Here they are. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. So let's take a moment let's go around everybody just say your name uh, introduce yourself it can just be your name or if you want to say something else and let's let's start over here with adam oh you're on this side this side <laughs> right side of you hello ladies and gentlemen uh i'm adam khan the other adam uh, from the network and something else you said we could say something else right if you want something yes. else perfect playing the man of canaan Fetterby. You did it. Uh, yes, he's Kanan Featherby. And we will get uh, back to a little bit more of that. Um, now let's let's hop over to uh, uh, Bria. Or, nope, I'm on the other side. Uh, Bria. <laughs> there. Hi. Hello. I'm Bria Iyengar, <laughs> and I'm going to be playing Zelda Zabini. Ooh, I'm very excited. OK, let's let's meet Raven. She's below me now. <laughs> oh, well, oh, Diane. You're there now, or there. Hi, I'm Diana Restrepo, and I'm playing Raven Hemlock. Ah, yes. And last but not least, let's meet Michelle. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Michelle Wynn Bradley, and I am playing Fortuna Felix. Oh, I, I'm already excited about that. Okay, yeah. very good. Yay, I'm so glad you guys, um, these, these fine cast members have created some amazing characters that you guys are gonna get to meet. So let's actually talk real quick, since again, we are mostly new to Savage Worlds here, uh, about the way the characters are set up. So we're gonna go through um, some of the basic mechanics of each of the characters. So the first thing is, is you have all your attributes, just like you would. Uh, those attributes are strength, smarts, uh, agility, uh, vigor and um, I can't think of the last one, spirit. Uh, so very much like uh, any like D&D or other RPG systems. And then you also have hindrances. So these are actually, some of them are mechanical, some of them are just a role play function, but everybody in general usually has at least one major hindrance. Uh, 
and two minor, or it could be two major to start off with. And then you also have edges, which are kind of like your cool abilities or sort of similar to feats, but they're a little different than that. And then of course you have your basic uh, skill stats. So that's things like stealth, like uh, notice, um, like uh, athletics, a lot of those different kinds of things. So knowing that, let's meet each of our characters just as far as that goes. So uh, Adam, we'll start with you again. Tell everybody um, a little bit about what you think is the most important aspect of your character, and then tell them what edges you have and what hindrances you have. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so for Kanan, uh, one of his most, for, for him, I, I feel like it's kind of uh, two aspects are fairly good with him. Uh, he's, he's a quite, uh, Quite, quite smart gentleman. So he's, he's got some smarts about him, but then he also has a little bit of physical prowess because Kanan is also, he's a puppy dog. Well, yes, bigger than a puppy dog. dog. Bigger than a puppy dog. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Kanan Featherby is, is, a, is a werewolf. And on that, uh, the edges that uh, I incorporated uh, with it, one of them is uh, called alertness, um, uh, which basically gives uh, Kanan a plus two to notice rolls. So being a werewolf, uh, his senses have kind of uh, uh, been expanded a little bit. A little bit better eyesight, um, uh, smells, uh, hearing things as well too. And the other edge uh, that I have as well is iron jaw, meaning that when I need to soak a roll or a vigor roll uh, for a knockout blow, I get an additional little bonus to that. So hopefully that'll also come in handy when I'm a werewolf. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for our hindrances, Kanan, unfortunately, has a little bit of bad luck. So whereas most people start their days feeling lucky, especially someone like Fortuna, Kanan unfortunately <laughs> feels the exact opposite. So unfortunately with Benny's, I only start with two and some bad things might happen to me, hopefully not. And then I also have an enemy as well too. There is somebody that is out there, somebody bad. Mm. You will all meet him one day. One maybe. day. He's out there. In the darkness. <laughs> Lurking. Oh, my bad luck. He might be Lurking. behind you right now. No, he's in that building. He's in that window. Did you see it? The light oh. went off. Oh no. Uh, okay, thank you very much, Adam. It's lovely to meet Kanan. Let's hop over uh, to meeting Zelda. Abria, you want to tell us the same thing? Your edges, your hindrances, and anything that you think might be important to add if you want to. Well, Zelda Zabini is a little different from the group for a couple of reasons. One, she's actually from the United States originally, and two, she's very, very, very old. Zelda is actually a potions professor at Hogwarts, having a chased tenure from Ilvermorny a couple years back. She's taught just about everyone here in this group and she's wiser for it, but it's got her a little slow on the uptake. My hindrances are elderly and hesitant, so <laughs> I would rather hang back a step, watch what's going on, and then make the best, smartest move while the young whippersnappers, I don't know, flail. <laughs> snap. They whip and they just snap, so much snapping. <laughs> I can't do that, my bones are dust. Uh, my other hindrances, I have a, a secret, but what? person my age doesn't and strong feelings i was not the most popular professor at hogwarts mm. and you know since just about all of the wizarding world 
apparently matriculated there. I've got more than a couple people who give me a side eye. My other <laughs> edges. Uh, I'm also an animagus. Uh, we'll see that when it comes up. And once again, I'm very, very good at slinging potions. So I have the field potions ability, which you yes. guys can all help with. Yes, you can. And that is actually an edge that I created for um, our particular world here. And uh, Zelda, one thing that's pretty cool about her, for any of you folks who know Deadlands, which is another Savage World setting that's amazing, um, it has a, an edge called Veteran of the Old West, which actually allows you to level up a few times because you, you've been around the block. You've seen a few things. So uh, Zelda here has Veteran of the Wizarding World. We adapted it specifically for this. So uh, yeah, that gives her a few extra fun things to play with. Yay, thank you, Abrea. All right, let's meet, let's meet Raven. Diana, why don't you do the same thing? Tell us uh, anything you think is important, if anything, uh, outside of any other mechanical things. Tell us your hindrances and tell us your edges. All right, uh, Raven has a very dark past. One might say she's towards the Slytherin house. Um, she's also very quiet and there is a, also a deep, dark secret with her. Um, some of my, uh, let's see, my edges. I have a trademark spell, Legitimate. So she loves to steal people's memories and lives in them. And sometimes she thinks, is it my memory or is it their memory? She doesn't know if she's living in that world or not. Um, so, uh, what, so on that note, my hindrance is uh, one is delusional. She doesn't know if she's really living in that world or not. She's also jealous of everyone else's happy memories. She's also shamed of her past, which I'm not going to reveal just yet. <laughs> Another edge of mine is jack of all trades. I'll let Megan explain that one because that one's you're better at explaining that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yes. Uh, so jack of all trades essentially allows Raven to have the potential to do any skill better that she doesn't already have. Uh, when it comes up, you will be able to understand that a little bit clearer. She also has another one of the edges that I built, which is trademark spell. So very oh, yes. much like trademark weapon, it just allows her to cast a particular spell with no modifiers because we are using the no PowerPoints rules here, but I will get to that in just a moment of what I have done to make this a Harry Potter game. But first, let's meet Fortuna. So same thing, Fortuna, tell us your uh, edges, your hindrances, and anything else you think is important to share. Um, so my character's name is Fortuna Felix. Uh, I'm from the very lucky Felix clan. Um, I enjoy the outdoors, uh, but I do not like civilization. So I have uh, some hindrances. Uh, one is that I am an outsider. I don't live in the, the city. I don't like London. There's too many people. There's too much going on. There's too much societal bullcrap, as they say. Um, I'm also very stubborn. I'm very set in my ways, and that, uh, I like to do what I like to do. I live by myself, and uh, I'm an independent uh, woman, as they say, also. Uh, I also have heroic for my hindrances, and that helps me. Uh, that means that I will always help those in peril, even if it's not really to the plan. Uh, so those are my three hindrances. Um, I have some edges, though, which are good. Uh, I have arcane background and my... Oh, do I have arcane background magic? I don't feel like You all do, actually. Okay, cool. Uh -huh. That's a free edge for you. I won't take that. I'll talk about that one then. Um, <laughs> I'm also very brawny, very strong from uh, being in the woods all the time. I am a huntress. Uh, you see, my family invented the uh, 
Felix Felicia's potion, and I, I believe that there's something screwy going on with uh, my family and even with my genes. I don't, I don't like this luck that I do not deserve. So, because of that, I moved away from the town to see what I could do with my own two hands. Uh, I'm also uh, got a good edge for in the woodsman. I can do woodsy things. I can survive uh, and. I can, uh, you know, talk to animals and all that kind of cool stuff, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, but I'm, I'm a little, I'm not going to lie, I'm not, not great at magic, uh, I felt like it was cheating, but, uh, you know, I can uh, lift things that are heavy, that's me. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, yes, that is uh, Fortuna, thank you, Michelle. So, now you guys know the basic mechanics of our characters here. Uh, I realize that for some of you that don't know Savage Worlds, this may not make a whole lot of sense, but now you have a starting the, uh, starting basis to go from. So as we begin to play, hopefully you will understand and get to see some of these things actually in play, because I will tell you, it's really, the best way to understand Savage Worlds is to play it. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what I've done to incorporate the Harry Potter spells into the world. Um, Savage Worlds has a set of powers. They are essentially generic powers, and then you add trappings to them to make them more specific. Um, so what we have done is we've gotten rid of the PowerPoint, uh, the PowerPoints here. So there's an option for no PowerPoints in Savage Worlds, and that's the option that we've taken. And these fine folks have access to every power. The idea is that whenever you're looking at Harry Potter spells in general, um, you're doing either damage or you're trying to avoid damage. In general, these are the two main combat things you would be doing. So I went through and applied the basics to all of our different Savage Worlds powers. And what we'll do is they can choose to do a power. They can say, I want to do this. I want it to do that. And I go, great. That sounds like Bolt or that sounds like this other power. We're going to use that as our basis. And then we can add different trappings. We can add modifiers, which that's new for Sway, the adventure edition. So if you all haven't seen the newest edition of Savage Worlds, this is a new aspect of it. And this will allow you um, to make it do a little something extra. It costs a little bit more but it might be worth it. So that's how this is gonna work. I will say that this is essentially a play test of it as well. So um, I reserve the right to make adjustments as we go. We're gonna learn as we go. You guys can learn with us. Uh, I think that is the basics of the Harry Potter stuff I've added. I did add a few edges as well. Most of those have come up that are important to know right now. Um, yeah, I think that's it in regards to the mechanics. I don't want to get too deep into that, but I wanted to open the show today since this is our very first episode with a Oh. Oh, I thought I I thought I disappeared. I'm not. Here I am. Uh, a little bit of information about it so you know what to expect. Um the next thing I want to tell you guys about are the fancy donations that we have for the show tonight. So the first one is $5 for Renovate. It is essentially a re-roll. That will allow the players to re-roll any one roll. They can only re-roll a roll once with a Renovate re-roll. Oh my God, that's a lot of R's in there. I did that to myself. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it is very helpful. You can buy that for anybody here or for myself. I can also re-roll. 
The next one is Felis Felicus. It is a Benny. So the Bennies are what I told you they do before. Everyone actually starts with a few Bennies and throughout the game, you are granted more for various different things, but you all also have the ability to help them out. And let me tell you, Bennies are a big deal. So that is very helpful. You can buy one for everyone here, including myself. The next one for $25 is the Wizards deck, which is actually the Savage Worlds Adventure deck. So that is a deck of cards that add little bits of fun to the world. It's usually a bonus for something in combat, or it could even be a role play moment. It can be a bunch of different things. So we will draw for that and that will go to somebody randomly. And then we have Rampant Magic at $50. And what I will be using for that is this lovely Table Fables book. If you guys haven't seen these, I you should, because they're amazing. Um, and uh, we'll see what random magic happens to uh, that individual during our game. And then there's the BBBB. This is, I'm never going to say it right. This is the Battle Boss, the Bit Box Battle Boss. That's what it is. And this one's actually fun. So um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have our lovely cast also chat about this because they actually each have something special uh, for their BBBB. Um, I cannot get a BBBB, this is one thing. So first of all, I'm gonna start with Kanan over here. Whenever you do a BBBB, if you become that bit boss, I'm going to make a roll, a D4 roll randomly to see which of our lovely players here gets it. So Kanan's allows him to travel back in time about five to 10 seconds. We'll see how that plays out. That could be a redo of a moment. That could be a potentially a re-roll of something. It'll kind of be on my discretion as far as judging whether or not it works for that time. Uh, and then we have Raven's. Raven, if hers gets rolled, is an extra wild die. So that means if she was making a roll, she had a skill that was the D8, she would roll it with two wild die and she would take whichever one of these is the highest one. So it's super powerful <laughs> for her. It's very, very good. Uh, and then for uh, Fortuna, she gets an auto raise. So this is one thing I actually didn't touch on in Savage Worlds. Um, when you get four over whatever the success number is, so say the success number is a four, if you roll an eight, you've gotten one raise and a raise usually allows for something extra. It's, it's an extra bit of, it depends on what the role is, but of benefit. So Fortuna has the ability on a role that was already a success to make it an auto raise. Uh, also very powerful. <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, we have Zelda. And so like I said about the uh, field potions, she has the ability with 30 minutes of time once a day to make three field potions. Um, those potions are, I don't think I have them listed right in front of me, but essentially it's a healing potion it's a potion that gets rid of fatigue, or it's a potion that boosts any one trait. We'll specify what trait that is before doing so. But if she gets the BBBB, she gets one potion instantly. And again, this is super powerful. So keep that in mind. That's only one of the other ways to do it. <laughs> All right, I think that is everything. So um, one thing I will say beforehand, I do want to give you all a, a content warning for this show. This show does have uh, horror, violence, gore, and intense content. So if that's something um, that you are nervous about, then just know that ahead of time. We, of course, try to keep it all uh, nice and lovely here. But just so you have a heads up, we would say this show is rated R or rated TVMA or anything other along those lines. So now you know. All right, let's begin. 
The year is 1895. It's a stormy night in London town as we move through dark clouds. Switching my music here. We see a few people here and there hurrying to get out of the rain, but overall the city is turning in for the night. As the camera moves down the street, lightning strikes, illuminating a fairly ordinary building. As we move into this building, we see it is not ordinary at all. In fact, it is the Ministry of Magic for the British wizarding world. Moving faster now, we dive down into the depths of the building further and further, faster and faster, until we come upon a young woman and a man in a giant dark room filled with row after row of shelves with milky white orbs upon them. The couple seems to be taking an inventory of sorts when one of the orbs rolls off the shelf and crashes to the ground. The two turn around to hear and this is video time. Dying breath gives life to darkness once vanquished. Buried within minds and stories, evil grows unfettered. A new reign of horror will take the throne when the ritual is complete. Only the changed, the enemy, the wise and the free may have hope of light once more. We see the woman's face is bright and alert after hearing this prophecy. She tears the paper from the man's hands, quickly scratches some words upon the paper, hands it back and says, send these owls immediately. So we follow the man who attaches notes to four different owls and off they fly. Uh, one owl though, one owl doesn't leave the building. This owl instead flies deeper down into the bowels of the Ministry of Magic. And it slams on a door kind of bounces back, slams once again, and a man finally comes to the door and looks out, and we see Kanan. Uh, Kanan, would you like to describe a little bit of what you look like and maybe what you were doing this evening at work? Yes, uh, but of course. So Kanan, uh, down in the depths of the Department of Mysteries, uh, works in the time room a lot, so that's where uh, his owl uh, his his little owl, uh, Tommy, little Tommy, uh, decided he would crash into the door. And as Kanan answers, uh, you you see a man. He's uh, uh, got rather a lot of scruff on his face, uh, fairly dapper down uh, with a cane upon his sides, uh, pocket watch in hand as well too. Um, yes, looks down, um, and as he he takes the the notice from from his owl. Uh, opens it up, you actually see that he has one blue eye and one golden brown eye uh, as well, too. Uh, oh. So... You see, you see this owl and it, your little owl, you said his name was Tommy or Timmy? Yes, L little, uh, little Tommy, yes. Little Tommy, indeed. Yes, Tommy. Um, you see that there is a note uh, rolled up and do you want to read it? Uh, yes, I would definitely like to read it, please. All right, when you read it, it is very short and it says, uh, you are required tomorrow evening uh, at the Ministry of Magic 
and it says, please come promptly at 8 p.m. from Mina Harker. And do you know that Mina Harker is the head of the Department of Mysteries, is someone you know, but not necessarily someone you've had a lot of interest in interaction with individually so this is a big deal i mean it could be it could be a promotion you've only been here what for like a year or something like that which is pretty impressive i mean you're doing good work if, if mina harker is sending you a letter yes yes that that makes me feel quite uh, quite excited you can't tell because i i feel like i'm frozen in place but, <laughs> but no <laughs> it's all right but yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited. So uh, I would actually turn around as well, go back into my office. And uh, I've got a, a lot of clocks, especially in the, in the time room. There's a lot of clocks around. And I do want to, to, to set one up upon my desk so, so I know that uh, at at least, uh, at least uh, a quarter till eight o'clock, uh, I would already start making my way up there. Well, I would already want to be up there, ready to go at a quarter to eight before the initial meeting does begin. Oh, yes. yes. It does sound like you are of the mind that uh, if you are on time, you are already late. So you must be early, at least by oh, 10 minutes. That's why I always have two pocket watches with me at all times. It's quite important. I imagine you also have a pocket watch for every different time in the world, right? Maybe. Oh, yes. I've got a lot, <laughs> I've got a lot of time on my hands, actually, believe it or not, working in this yuck, department. Yuck, 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 yuck. Again, I'm smiling. It. You just can't really tell. <laughs> Of course. Thank you very much. So uh, you go back to work, I assume, since it seems you're working so late, always busy and at work. But we actually go back and following the next owl, it leaves the city and it starts to fly out over the woods. There's still a bit of a, a slight drizzling rain that is happening on this cold and stormy evening. And it eventually dives down into the woods and we see it dodging trees here and there, flying a few different ways. And then all of a sudden, we hear this bolt go flying through the air and it goes right past the owl. The owl tries to get out of the way, dodges as quickly as he can, slams into a tree and falls to the ground. And then we hear footsteps. Somebody here, oh, it looks like it is Fortuna. Fortuna, would you like to describe what we see? Well, uh, you see a very tall woman with the silver hair and a crossbow slung across her back and uh, many, many pouches on her belt that have uh, various uh, knives and equipment for hunting. Uh, you also see that she does have a holster for her wand. She does keep it handy, even though she's not super good at it. And uh, yeah, just uh, out for a hunt tonight, looking for some food for the evening. Mm, yes. Well, we, this owl, as you come over, kind of kind of looks a little perturbed, like, excuse me, why did you shoot at me? Which you probably didn't, but the owl doesn't know that. It's an owl. Uh, but you do see that there's a note attached. Would you like to read the note? Sure. I uh, take the little note off the little owl. I tell the owl to go scoot away. I don't need it around me. I, I, I sense it's from the, the town. I do not like it. <gasps> yes, it does. It does fly right off after that, seeming maybe just a touch nervous uh, uh, around you since it met you with a bolt first. Uh, so it flies off and looking at this note, it says something very similar to what Canaan's did, except it says, uh, from the Department of Mysteries, your presence is required tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Please do not be late. Signed, Mina Harker. Which 
may or may not be a name that you know, but you do know that if the Department of Mysteries is requiring you to be somewhere, it's more than just an invitation. It is a requirement, which doesn't seem like something you would be super fond of. I wonder if they even know I got this note. So if I just crumble up, put on the floor, I mean, do they really know? I can't remember how the magic works with like notes and stuff because I never really pay attention to. But I feel like, no, they don't want to go. I just don't go. But then they send like more elves, and then eventually, like my mom will call me. I don't. I don't. Uh, well, I need a new. I need a new cape anyway. This the cold season is coming. I might as well go into town and deal with this bull crap. I like it. I like it. So. You have come up with the perfect reason to go into town. Whatever, if the Department of Mysteries requires you, you'll at least make a good uh, trip out of it and gain a few things as well. Very good. All right, so now uh, we fly back out of the woods and we go following the next owl. This owl is flying into the city and it actually dives deep into a chimney. And whenever it flies into this room, it's quite a dark room. Almost seems like no one is home, except off in the distance there is a pool of some sort of liquid that seems to be glowing and this owl seems to know exactly what it is flies directly to it and down into it and we actually follow the owl down into it and the world begins to melt away but a new world begins to show itself and as we come into this new world um, we see a young woman dressed in black she seems to be observing what do we see raven you're seeing someone who is quiet, shy, but also can trick you with her words and take you into her world. She is, like you said, she's all in dark. Around her neck, she holds a single crystal vial, which has one of her deepest, darkest memories or her favorite memory. You just don't know. And she's right now in an alley and she sees the owl and she puts her hand down and she lets it land and she just studies it and then sees a note. And then her stomach just drops and the nerves come in. And she thinks, they found me. <sighs> what am I going to do? And then she reads it. Ah, yes. Well, as soon as you take that note from the owl, the owl does seem to flutter back out of the space that you are currently in. And you read it, and it does say something similar. It says that you are required at the Department of Mysteries tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. promptly, um, Mina Harker. And you may or may not know Mina yourself. Who's to say? But either way, you know that if you get a letter from Mina Harker, probably best not to turn it down. <sighs> so she takes the note and puts it in her pocket. In her pocket, she has a couple vials to store different memories in. She also has a ring around her that's snake-like. And, um, and she just kind of takes a deep breath in and says, all right, take me out to this really nice memory. I must go and see what's going on. Oh. And then at that moment, you it's almost like everything stretches, the reality changes shape, and then all of a sudden, 
we're back in that darkened, kind of sad space that almost looks a bit unused, which is your home. <laughs> Very good. Now, there's one last owl, and this owl has quite a far journey to take. This owl uh, seems to be flying upon some railroad tracks, following it out into a mountainous area. It finally comes upon a sprawling dark lake and a towering castle. The owl flies to one of the towers where a light is still lit, and it moves in through the window, narrowly avoiding flying directly into a bubbling potion. And we see a very wise-looking uh, witch. Would you like to introduce Zelda, Abria? Uh, the first thing the camera sees is just a finger, old, covered in like rings, as it holds as she holds her hand up to stop the owl from flying in. And then the camera kind of like pulls back to see uh, this older, dark-skinned woman, uh, her hair in these long dreads, like piled on top of her hair with like little clips of charms and gems all throughout. She's got giant circular glasses that take up half of her, uh, not as wrinkled as it should be. <laughs> uh, and she's wearing like very stuffy looking red and purple velvet robes. Ooh. And she finishes uh, stirring the potion like just turns her hair, her ear to listen. And uh, you can't hear what she hears, but then she nods knowing that she successfully completed it and then waves the owl in like, oh, I know you were taught better than that as a little owlet. So oh. <clears throat> the owl looks ashamed. It's like, oh, sorry, if it could <laughs> say sorry. But it does, it, 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 it hands, it uh, puts out its claw to offer you the note that is tied around it. Would you like to read it? Yes, and uh, as she starts to uh, open the note, she just gestures at like uh, a wall just covered in potion ingredients and pulls like a little freeze-dried vole out of one of her jars and offers it to the owl and thanks without looking at it. Oh, the owl, it gets very excited and, and kind of slowly like looks at you, a little unsure, then eventually takes it and then kind of moves away and then flies off. So off you go, and then oh, she opens yes. it up. The note says something very similar. Uh, this one is a little bit um, nicer is not quite the word, but less uh, uh, intense, but still says, please come to the Department of Mysteries, 8 p.m. tomorrow. Arrive as promptly as you can, Mina Harker. Miss Harker. I have never cared for this ministry, nor do I care for my home one, but sure, why not? And she starts uh, writing a bunch of like notes to send off to like the rest of the staff uh, for finding coverage for her classes, uh, <laughs> just in case she's gone for a little longer than normal. And she's actually gonna like set off immediately because it takes a bit of a, a bit of time to get there and actually yeah. transforms into her animagus form, which is uh, a, this big raven with like a tuft of white fur right at like the chest and throat and like takes off and starts flying. Let's, uh, let's, cause we haven't yet, let's make yeah. a roll for that. No! For <laughs> <laughs> your animagus. Oh God, uh, oh God. So you have a skill actually, since she did take, this is another edge, the animagus edge, um, which, uh, I sort of adapted Shape Change as a spell in Savage Worlds 4. 
Um, yes, yeah, so you have a particular skill to roll. You will roll your uh, skill die, whatever that is, and your wild die. Oh God, it's only a d4. <laughs> 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 I got a five, I got a five. <gasps> you got a five, yes. You very successfully transform. It is easy to you. You have done this many a time and you are able to fly off towards the Department of Mysteries this fine evening. So we have now met everyone is there anything anyone needs to do before we go directly to the Department of Mysteries? Uh, I feed the... I've got like 10 dogs that help me hunt, so I gotta just like leave a lot of food out for them before <laughs> I pack all my, my crap up and go. <laughs> I, like, I like it. I like to imagine that you, uh, you're you constantly um, making your own dog food in some different way, shape, or form. Like, okay, this meat, and then I'll dry it, and I'll cut it up into little pieces and leave it out. Yeah, it's not magic uh, dog food, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, so uh, the day passes. Uh, Zelda is traveling. Um, the rest of you maybe don't have to travel quite so far. Kanan certainly doesn't. Kanan just needs to wait around work until it is time. Um, but you do arrive at the Department of Mysteries, and you all arrive at a similar time seeing each other. Oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Does anyone have any feelings about meeting any of these four fine folks? Oh, I see Professor Zelda mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of like putting my head down and kind of just shuffling and walking a little fast, trying not to notice. She no, notices I me. You. Um, hello, Professor. It's so good to see you as always. Mm-hmm. How have you been? You look vacant. Oh. I'm all right. Thank you. And then she just like scurries off even faster. Hmm. Well, you can only get so far away from her because you are <laughs> in the entryway. It is quite big, as a matter of fact. But you do see Raven just kind of uh, going near a wall, uh, looking like she has business to take care of, which of course she does. Mm. Um, so you all are waiting here. It's a bit awkward as some of you maybe went to school together. Some of you maybe have a little bit of history together. Some of you may not know each other at all. Um, and you don't know why each of you are there. You all are awkwardly standing about this room. Maybe a few of you are trying to talk to each other when a... a young woman, she looks maybe mm, early middle age, um, comes into the room and kind of very uh, fast, she just bursts into the room and she says, oh good, I'm so glad all of you are here. Um, uh, why don't you come back here and I'll explain to you what it is we're here for. Yes? Yes? Do you all follow her? Yes. Yes, uh, of course. Okay, so she just takes you into a room that's just a bit inside uh, just out from the lobby. It's actually not all that far from the front entrance. Um, and she says, well, please have a seat. Uh, yes, oh, I'm sorry. I am uh, Mina Harker. I am the head of the Department of Mysteries, if you didn't already know. Hello, um, Mr. Featherby. I know that we have met a few times as you already work for the department. It is uh, so lovely to have you here, yes. Um, thank you for coming promptly. I, I'm sorry that the uh, letter was a bit... Um, you didn't have a lot of information, but to be entirely honest, I don't have a lot of information myself quite yet. However, 
I know that each and every one of you. Uh, yes. Oh, um, Mrs. Zambini. Yes, Miss. I, this may be my first time here, but am I to be under the impression that this place operates without, you know, the niceties of maybe a cup of tea? Oh. Snack? Oh, no, of course. I just need to know what to expect from you here. Of course, uh, yes, Miss um, Zambini. That, that is. Um, uh, let me, um, uh, Jonathan. Would you please? Oh God, not Jonathan. Thomas, would you please um, uh, get uh, 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 some tea for our guest? Thank you. And and you can kind of see like this one man who's not Jonathan Harker, but someone else who sticks their head in and just kind of goes. Oh, it's the young man, and he runs off. Hey Thomas, if you have uh, like beef jerky or something like savory, that would be cool for like me or people who don't want tea. Not that anyone asked. If oh. I also am hungry. Yes, of course. Also some meat of some sort, uh, preferably uh, dried and salted. Yes. Th- thank you, Thomas. And she, she, um, is there anything else that I have not covered uh, as far as the food necessities for anyone? I just wasn't aware that the mystery of this department was a lack of hospitality. And you know, she's just like, <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Professor. I like, I always liked you. Oh, I liked you too. <laughs> How are you, Miss Felix? Uh, you know, just uh, out there hunting, doing my thing. It's, uh, it's a good life. It's quite life out there. Huh. Good on I'm you. glad to see that some of you already know each other. Oh, yeah. I know, uh, I know, uh, Ken- Kenan over there, he, uh, He's a little, a little secret. <laughs> yes, well, you all have a bit of secrets, don't you? We don't have to get into that. Let me tell you why you are here. Uh, tea will be served shortly, as well as the jerky. Uh, you all are, have become the most important people in the world right now. Um, so it is of dire importance that you are here. So thank you for coming. A prophecy has been revealed that all but named the four of you as the only ones who can stop it. So I'm sorry, but at this point, you must work for the Department of Mysteries until we can understand what it is that is happening. That means that you are joining us and I am your welcoming committee. I apologize that it isn't more um, of a to-do, but you know, as times are, things must move very quickly. Let me tell you a little bit about what we do know so that you know what you are working with. You will become an unspeakable within the Ripper sub-department of the Department of Mysteries. You outside of the department know of it, so hold to your new title as unspeakables and do not speak of it to anyone. For many, many years, this organization has been fighting the evil that lurks in the dark, protecting wizard and mankind alike. Believe it or not, we are at a high point right now. A few years back, we took down a major organization called the Cabal. This was a group brought together by none other than Jack the Ripper himself. He recruited the Count of Lord Dracula as his partner at the head of the Cabal, and together they fought hard to bring down the Department of Mysteries. We struggled against them during a secret war, losing many good witches and wizards along the way. But in the end, we took them down. Because of our work and the sacrifice of the previous head of the department, Dr. Abraham Van Helsing, may he rest in peace, we have maintained our hold over the Cabal. And yet this prophecy sounds as though we may be blind to a true danger that is coming. This is where you four come in. 
We keep tabs on every anyone the department deems a person of interest, which of course the four of you do. You each know why, we don't need to get into that now. Your various skills will be your assets here within the department. You will begin training in the morning and you will be briefed with the very limited information we currently have, including the prophecy. Uh, and at this point, the prophecy that we all saw before, she does actually have written down on a piece of paper and she passes it to you so that you all have this. I know you have been dragged into something you probably couldn't have imagined, and while we don't know why yet, you are very important. It's going to happen one way or another. You might as well have the department support behind you. And as she's continuing to say this, uh, an uh, older man actually uh, kind of shuffles into the room and he goes, Oh, um, I'm sorry, Miss Harker. I just uh, wanted to tell you that all of the artifacts have been delivered. They're right outside. I don't know if you want to move them into somewhere else. And Mina goes, oh, um, uh, yes, Mr. Harmsworth. Uh, thank you very much. We will get right to it. And he goes, oh, yes, yes. And he, he uh, shuffles back out of the door. And she turns back to look at you. But as she does, all of a sudden, there's a chill in the air. And you notice that the light in the room starts to flicker, almost as if someone is lightly breathing on a candle. And all of a sudden, the lights go out and a crash is heard. And Amina goes, oh, that sounded like it came from out front. And she goes to run out of the door. And right as she does, you hear a big thud and you hear her kind of cry out and clatter to the floor. What do you all do? It is still dark. Uh, I would immediately pull out my wand and say, and cast Lumos. All right. Give us some light. So to cast Lumos, you will be using the new skill, which is common wizardry. This skill is going to govern the common magic that we use in the day-to-day -day wizarding world. So make a common wizardry wizardry roll you will do that with whatever your die is in that skill and your wild die yes uh, Aston Lumos. Uh, uh right it looks like with both of those i'm going to hit a four a four um, so it. you don't add them together just whichever one is the highest mm -hmm. and right? my okay. four yes four so uh -huh. you are successful and you are able to uh cast just a little bit of light coming off of the tip of your wand. And whenever you do, you do see just a little bit in the distance of the doorway, it looks like there's a body on the floor. A body? Yes. Uh, I go over and um, I want to investigate the body and flip it over to see who it be. <laughs> no, well, as you get closer, you see that it is in fact Mina. She uh, has a bit of a gash on her head and it looks as though she has been knocked out, hopefully. She seems to be breathing, but she is currently unconscious. And as you get a little closer to me, you still hear a bit of movement and what sounds like a bit of a ruckus happening out front. Okay, everyone, we have a woman down here uh, and probably a perpetrator. Uh, is that what that's called? Uh, a bad person uh, somewhere outside here. Uh, let me uh, let me drag Mina to a safe place. Uh, and I want to take, kind of drag Mina's body, like, Back to the corner of the back of the room. I'd okay. Go and help. I'd go and help her. I'd grab the legs and help okay. her. Okay. Uh, I don't think that needs a roll. Yes. Uh, 
Uh, Zelda like walks up. She's not very fast, but like getting to the open area, she's. I want to cast uh, like a reveal spell to see whoever is trying to get away. Ah, okay. So now we get Revelio in this house. Oh, yes, a little Revelio. Let's see. Did we have a specific one for Revelio? Ooh. Yes, it's fifteen. It's our detect uh, conceal. Ah, oh yes. Oh, 15. Oh, the numbers are so helpful. It's so All helpful. Right. <laughs> okay, so if in this instance you wanted to, we're just going to go over this as we move into it. If you wanted to add a modifier, you would want to say that now. There are specific modifiers for each power, and then there are generic ones. You probably don't need one here, so we don't have to worry about that. That's just something to know ahead of time. So this one, looking at the casting modifier, is a minus one to your spell casting roll. So you roll your spell casting uh, die and your wild die at a minus one. Okay. Um, you know what? No, I am going to use a modifier. I want to get oh. like a big AOE on this. Okay. So let's see, big area of effects. So you want the big one. So that's mm -hmm. plus two. So our original, the way that this works is we take the original power points of the spell, which was two. Uh, and we add the plus two, which is the additional power points you would have needed to spend where we're using power points. We're gonna divide that in half, round up if needed, which means that now your negative will be two because that okay. is a half of the power points. So negative two to cast. Sounds good. Okay, uh, I rolled like garbage, so I'm gonna use my reroll. <laughs> a reroll, get yes. it already. Got a one and a two, whoopsie. Oh, well, there we go. explosion. You used, oh, that one and the two is your original roll. Okay. Yes. The original one was a one and a two, and the second one, my wild die exploded, so I got an 11. Ooh, an 11. You got it with a raise. Very good. Okay, so that means um, you're, you're trying to see if there's anyone here. And as a matter of fact, whenever you do that, you kind of uh, set it like outside of the door where you heard the crash from before, the general area you think. And as you do, you actually see um, two men who kind of seem surprised by your presence and by the light of Caden's wand and take off. And they're actually in the midst of what looks like all of these Egyptian artifacts. Some of them are crashed. They have a few in their hands and it looks like they're trying to get away. What would you like to do? I'm just gonna turn to the young people in the room and go, well, sick them. <laughs> ah. um, I would uh, drop the legs real quick and then I'd start running out. Okay, so you guys are trying to get over to them. Let's make this a combat. That oh, no. goes. First combat. Ooh, very exciting. So in Savage Worlds, for initiative, you use a deck of cards. So we are going to be drawing cards and you redraw at the beginning of every round. Uh, I will remind you all that you do have adventure cards that uh, can allow you to do different things, so don't forget. And also you have your uses of BBBB. So let's start. I will start with Kanan. Your card is an eight of spades. And Zelda, yours is an ace of clubs. Please give me a second card so I can have disadvantage. Eight of hearts. Which one would you like? Uh, which is the lower one? I have to take the lower one. Uh, the eight is the lower one. Okay, I'll take the eight. Oh yes, that's what this one does. That is um, her uh, hindrance. I'm hesitant because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, you have a jack of clubs. Ooh. And 
Uh, Fortuna, you have a 10 of diamonds. Hell yeah. Very nice. All right, and we will see if these guys have a seven of hearts. Okay, so uh, that means that the first person to go will be Raven. Um, so what you see, Raven, is that these two guys are running away. Um, they look like, it looks like they're just trying to get away, but in fact, uh, make a notice roll for me. So roll whatever your notice die is and your wild die. Okay, notice. Oh, four. I'm gonna use a reroll. Oh, oh reroll? Okay, use your reroll. Do I roll both dice? dice? Yep. Um, yes, you reroll both dice. Thank you. Okay, five. Five, very good. So, what you actually see, there's kind of like a, a, a door that's off a little further in the back, and you see a pair of legs being dragged out of that door. Uh, can I cast Petrificus Totalis on one of them? Yes, on one of the guys that's yes. running. Okay, yes, you can indeed. Petrificus Totalis, oh, I'm not in the right place. So that spell that we are using in the Savage Worlds world is... Where oh, is sorry, it? should I look that up for you? Oh, it's it's all good. This is this is what we get to learn. <laughs> is what this looks like. I believe it's one of the first ones. The Tropicus Totalis. Why don't I remember? Oh God. Right. I know. This is the Let's hard see. part. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Oh, uh, it's done. It's done. And yeah. yes, indeed. So, unless you want to add any modifiers, you're going to be casting it at a minus one. Let me add a modifier. Gotta get one of these guys in our custody. All right, you could do area of effect if you would like. Yes, let's let's get them both. Would you like to do large area of effect? Yes. Or large, okay, so that's gonna be plus three. So let's see, our original power points, two plus three divided, that's two and a half. So you are going to be at a minus three to cast this with the area of effect. Okay, so I roll my D8 and uh, I roll my spell casting dice on my wild, yes? Yes. Okay, everyone wish me luck. Ace the eight, okay. Roll yes. yeah. it again. Eight plus five. Eight, nine, seven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, you yes. got that with two raises, as a matter of fact. Which, oh. is, like, you, 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 you know, Professor Zambini here um, really <laughs> put you on edge. But yes. you're like, you know what? I'm not under your school spell anymore, and I can show you how powerful I am, and you're able to do it with that confidence. Um, so you do, you are able to cast this on them. One moment. This would be, let's see. This is what's fun is figuring out how it all works. Yeah, you're able to um, cast stun on them. And this, you said 13, this is gonna go against, we'll say their parry, which is five. So you definitely did that. And then you stunned them. And stun is actually a specific thing let's see stunned characters fall prone and can't take any actions attacks against them uh give you a lot of bonuses so that's what's happened these two guys you've frozen them and they fall to the ground and they're just stuck there for right now so very good job that was your turn next is going to be uh fortuna oh megan can i just quickly turn around and like bow my head to zelda yes you can in fact you do. Question, are you yeah. looking smug or sincere? That's up to you to decide. 
oh, cool, I'm going to default for the bad ones. <laughs> just fold her arms and say, I'm glad you made a better witch than a student. You don't need praise, and I can't give you house points. Oh, boy. We're out of school. Why would I need some house points? Oh, I don't know why you're looking at me for praise, little girl. Please continue. There's a mortal threat in the room. <laughs> then she just puts her head down, and she just back in herself. Uh, it feels worthless. Oh. I love you so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, it's all out of love. I know. Uh, Megan, just really quick, yeah. if I may say, we have gotten four more uh, BBBBs oh come in right now. One um, from on, uh, Andrea of the Burbs, uh, Danny Binger, Legend of Katie, and Dra uh, Draconicus. That is insane. Thank you, friends. Woo. Thank you, guys. Uh, so what we will do is I'm going to give each of you another instead of rolling here since we have so many. So everybody now has two and we're going to keep that. We will have, let's see, that was three. So we will have one left once these are used. Uh, I'm going to make a note of it. We will keep it in reserve. Then we will roll to see who gets another. Ooh. That way we don't have too many on the <laughs> out at once. Thank you guys so much. That's amazing. You guys are yes. freaking amazing. We also have a few follows, Evil Bread and Jason Nielsen 72. Thank you guys for the follows. And I can't get to my things. I see there's more stuff over here. Uh, Mrs. CC Garden Gnome <laughs> gifted 10 subs. Holy crap, that's awesome. Ooh, Sarah BC1 gifted a sub to Nightshade88. Thank you guys. All right. So we're back to it, Fortuna. It is your turn. You saw that um, Raven cast Petrificus Totalis um, on somebody and seemingly did a pretty good job. So would you like to move a bit further out into the same space that Raven is in out of this room? Uh, yes, question. So there's only, I can only see from where I am two bad, bad boys. <laughs> yeah, there... you, saw, you saw two of them that um, she seemingly cast a spell right. on, but you're not sure if that's all. Okay. Um... Yes, uh, Fortuna uh, likes, will use her very long legs to run as far as she can uh, through the building to see if there's any more uh, bad boys. Okay. Or <laughs> so, non-veterinary bad people, it's fine. So in Savage Worlds, you have generally your basic pace is six, which means you can move six squares. Um, we aren't using a map, it's theater of the mind, so it's not quite as big of a deal. But in this instance, you can run as well. The way run usually works is you roll a run die. It's 1d6, it cannot ace, you don't roll it with a wild die. And you add, uh, say you get a five, you would add five squares to that. Just so you all know, that's how run works. In this instance, I'm just going to let you run out there. We're not gonna worry about the die. Um, and why don't you make a notice roll for me once you run out into the space. You run past Raven, as a matter of fact. Uh, that's a four. A four, okay, so that is a success. Um, looking around, you can't quite see anybody else, but you you hear what sounds like people stepping on glass or rocks. You hear a bit of shuffling, and it's almost like they're trying to sneak past. It's kind of over to your left. All right. Hey, everybody, there's the people trying to sneak over to my left. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so, oh, this is a good time to, to do this. We have an eight, two eights out, an eight of hearts and an eight of uh, spades. We always go reverse alphabetical order when that happens. So that means the Canaan with your eight of spades will be next. Excellent. Uh, so I was still in the room. Uh, I, I run out and I see that they've definitely taken care of two of them. And I see Fortuna take off. I, I hear her yell. I'd like to take off with her right okay. behind her, if I may. Yeah. 
Um, and I hear hear her left uh, shout, "Oh, they're off to the left!" And I want to, I want to, I still got Nox. They're not Nox. I've still got, uh, I've got light. I've got Lumos in my wand still, and I'm going to run over and I'm going to kind of cast it that direction and see if I notice anything. Okay. Uh, give me a notice roll at a plus two since you're using the light. That's right, with the light and then with my with my oh. eyes. Well, at we that go. point you're at a plus four. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to give me a seven. Seven, okay. Uh, one one below array is there, but that's okay because uh, as you move over to where um, Fortuna mentioned, you in fact do see two more just random guys who notice you and just kind of take off, but they seem to take off in the opposite direction that the other guys were running. They were to the left, now they're going opposite directions. Would you like to do anything else? Um. Yeah, am I able to cast a, uh, try to cast a spell at one of them? Yeah, you can cast uh, a spell at this point. It will, um, you will get rid of, if you want to keep Lumos and cast a spell, you're going to be in an extra minus one to do that, or you can get fine. rid of Lumos first, just so that's, you know. That's fine, that's fine. Um, I would like to cast, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep that up, and I'm going to try to cast Entangle on one of them, uh, Impedimente. Impedimente. See if I can I hit uh, one that takes off to the side. All right. Yes, so for this one, did you want to add any modifiers? Um, any uh, no, I don't think so, not on this, just because I've still got uh, the light going as well, too. Okay, so yes, you will be at a minus two. No worries. Right. Aha, explosion! Woo! All right, not too bad. Uh, with the minus two, that gives me an eight. An eight, that is a success with a raise. Oh, uh, wow. Let's see, with, you've bound them, but let's make sure that that is true. Let's find out what their stats are here. Oh yeah, yeah. You are able to, um, essentially, they they are trying to run away and then all of a sudden, it's almost like their feet get tangled around themselves. It's very strange looking and they just kind of fall to the ground. And at this point, bound is another specific Thing. Let's see what it is, so we all know. Um, bound, the victim may not move, is, is distracted and vulnerable, which means it's easier to attack them. Uh, and they can't make any physical actions, but they can try to break free on their turn. All right, very good. Now the next turn is Zelda. You guys all got initiatives before them, so good job. <laughs> what would you like to do, Zelda? Uh, Zelda, oof, they've all done a run, that's not really her jam so she's just gonna walk over to where everyone dropped uh mina and she's gonna reach into her uh like coat and pull out i'm gonna use one of my uh one of my specials Ooh, uh, immediately I like have a pepper up potion and she pulls ah. out this like small cylinder it's like four inches tall and it looks like it has an hourglass on the inside and half of like the liquid is yellow and the other half is blue and she just flicks it and it shatters the space between them so it mixes in the vial Ooh. and it immediately like heats up. So she has to like hold it by the top and you can see that the glass like looks like it's way too warm for her to hold. She kind of shakes it a little bit like a glow stick before opening it up and pouring it into Mina's mouth for a pepper up potion to help her That's with Super cool. Uh, yeah, I love that. Okay, yeah, you are able to do that um, with the pepper up potion. I'm trying to find where the potion is so that I can read all the things that it does. 
I have so many different things in here. Uh, um, so it looks like it's in the settings and edges. The recipient uh, makes a natural healing role. Success heals one wound and, ra and a raise heals two. Indeed. So let's find out. Well, uh, good. She got a success. So um, in this instance, you are actually able to rouse her and she kind of uh, sits up and goes, oh, uh, what, what happened? I provided refreshment before you did. But also, it looks like you got hit very hard. Oh, okay. Well, I guess thank you then. Uh, uh, and she kind of goes to start standing up. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do on your turn? Uh, she'll just slowly start to walk down the hall to see what's going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Not you walk rush. down the hall and you see a couple of guys who just are frozen. And then you see another couple of guys that seem to be wrestling with their feet almost. It's very strange. Mm. Uh, so at this point, it's their turn. And the Petrificus Totalis guys, they are pretty much just stuck there for right now. But the other guys can try to break free of uh, in Entangle here. Impedimenta. Oh, they certainly did not. But you know what? I have so many bennies. I'm going to use one to reroll. It's going to be great. Here we go. They got way worse. It was a one. Uh, yeah, they can't break free. Um, so at, at this point, actually, uh, it seems that everything is clear. Uh, Mina comes out and is looking around and she says, what happened? Did, did someone break in and steal these artifacts? Where's Professor Harmsworth? And you all look around and you don't see him anywhere, anywhere at all. So we're going to uh, end the combat here. And Mina says, I am, I, I don't understand what happens, but we need to find um, Professor Harmsworth uh, just to make sure that he's okay. Will you all just, I know that you've just been introduced here, but here we are ready to go. Will you please help me search the area and see if we can figure out where he is or what happened here? Um, I'm gonna slowly walk over to one of the two guys that, are, um, that I have petrified mm -hmm. and use my legit legitimate smell and see if I can extract their memory from a few minutes before okay. and put it into my mind and see what I can find. I like that. So that is your trademark spell, which means um, that in, in this case, you, I believe, you get, you get a plus one to casting it, essentially. Okay. Um, so I think I said that differently before, but that's okay. Yes, so go ahead and let me pull that up and you can see I think that one's just a minus one already. So you would just be casting that at no minuses, I think. Okay, there we go. Uh, five. Five, all right, that, let's see, Legilimens would be an opposed roll in this instance. Um, so if you wanted to reroll to try to get something higher, you would have to do that now. Okay, I will do that. Okay. Uh, question. Yes. Sorry, before you, you burn your uh, re-roll, is there any way I can assist her by like stopping yes. them? Like I want to inhibit their ability to roll Ooh. higher. Oh, okay. Well, um, so this would fall into the category of support roles. And essentially what you can do, you can use any of your skills any way you want to, whatever makes sense. You make a roll. If you get a success, you can add pluses to her roll. Okay. And you will do that first. So yeah, whatever, whatever your idea is, you want to like... Um, try oh how about you go over and you try to like intimidate or you could do something like that or some yeah. other idea if you have one 
Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to use my smarts and just try to like harangue them into not fighting this. So that would <laughs> probably be, I would say that would be an intimidation role or I would let it be a uh, performance role if you wanted. Okay. Could I have potentially be persuasion. Either of those. No, it's fine. Let's go. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's do persuasion. That feels persuasion? Good. Okay. okay. <laughs> Make your role. You're welcome with your, uh, and I'll give you a plus one because these guys are frozen. <laughs> they can't go anywhere. So yes. they cannot look away from you. Uh, five plus one is a six. Ah, very good. Yes. So that will give you a plus one Raven on your roll. Uh, you can kind of like, they can't move, but when you're over there kind of like trying to d- distract them and, and intimidate them, you can tell just by looking in their eyes that they're a little like, what have we gotten into? <laughs> Very successful. Mm-hmm. All right, make your roll, Raven. Okay, uh, six. Six, is that with the- um, A plus one. Okay, um, so that's a little bit better, still not with a raise, but that's okay. They will um, try to not let this happen, but they got a five, which is not enough. Uh, so you take your wand and you cast the gentleman's and you, focus to try to go into their mind and, and see if you can discover anything here. Um, it, it seems a little, th- th- these people, the, the biggest thing that you notice, this is not a wizard. This is a muggle, first of all, which in the Ministry of Magic of all places, that is quite strange. Um, but what you do see is some kind of trinket and it looks like there's some kind of writing on it you you can't get quite a good look but the writing looks like asian writing of some kind it could be chinese could be you're not entirely sure um but you you see that and what you also see is that these guys don't know what they're doing but they were here um hired by some random person who seemingly was hired by someone else. It seems like there's a big chain of things and you're not entirely sure what it is beyond that, but you can tell that some guy seems to be the boss guy. Told them, make it look like a smash and grab, but uh, you're trying to kidnap the professor. And then after that, you're able to kind of come back out a little bit and see information that you were I, able to I would relay all of this and then I would stare down this guy to go, how did you get in here, you muggle? He just looks at you frozen. And this I get my- closer to his face and I go, how did you get in here? Do you want to uh, de-Petrificus Totalis him? Oh, yes, I will, uh, yes. Okay, I'll say, uh, oh, uh, we won't roll for this. I think that it's pretty easy for you to cast Yes. So um, when you do that, he kind of uh, uh, scrambles around a little bit, having had all of his limbs um, completely uh, restricted like that. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, I, 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 I'm just working a job. I, I didn't, I, 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 I don't listen. We, we were just hired to, to kidnap the, the, the professor and that's it. I don't, I don't want any of, any of this. They seem very terrified. I put my wand right to his throat and I say, who hires you? Uh, uh, 
Uh, make for me. Do you have intimidation? Let me check. Mm, I do not. <laughs> well, so in the would... back is just like, huh, that is not the one in the group I thought would literally eat someone here. And it just <laughs> gives Kanan a tiny side eye. <laughs> Uh, I would say uh, either you can make an intimidation roll or if, or I would let you make a persuasion roll if you wanted. Let me state my persuasion. Uh, uh, Let's do persuasion. Okay. Make that roll. Kanan raises an eyebrow to Zelda. Mm, I aced it. Going roll again. Six, uh, 11. 11. Uh, yeah, that is with a raise. And he goes... Listen, I don't know. It was just uh, Freddie Marshall. He 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 hired us, and 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 then we came and we did the thing, and he left. I, I, that's it. I I don't know anything else. And I just turned to uh, Zelda. I'm like, they're worthless. Oh no, uh, we can be quite helpful. Please don't kill us. Oh hey everybody. So we got the. You know, these two guys over here and then these two frozen, the non-frozen ding-dongs back here. Uh, are we going to, like, wipe with our mind? Because they kind of saw, like, all this magic stuff. You said these are uh, these are just, like, uh, plain plain uh, muggle people. So, uh, gotta, did someone do that? I mean, I can't, I don't I don't want to mess it up. I'm not very good at magic. If someone would like to blop or boop, uh, if we don't need any more information for them, I think that'd be a good idea. Let's uh, make sure Felix, you all... Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say to just make sure we get all the information we need before I obliviate. Oh, sure. That uh, sounds uh, real, real cool. I'll, I'm going to tie up everybody with uh, some rope, like the old-fashioned way. I just tie them up so they don't run away when the spell wires off. Uh, the whole time, uh, Zelda is just staring madly at Fortuna, like, tying knots with your fingers? I didn't even know people could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's real, real easy. Just like learn how to do stuff with hands, and then like you don't have to worry about the magic wand getting split in half, or you have curse or any of that. You just do it. Very simple. The last I remember of you, Miss Felix, you weren't a squib. Has something changed? No, not squib. Just, uh, just the old Fortuna. Huh. <laughs> uh, as you all are having this conversation, Mina comes over and she just looks very flustered, and she says, uh, "Well." I can already see that you all are working well together mostly, um, I, and I appreciate that, and you have gained that information. Uh, and, and she just, she seems so confused about why there are muggles. I, I just don't understand how you even got in here. This is very strange. And they all just seem very intimidated, and she says, yes, well, I suppose in, this may be all the information. I don't know, maybe there's a bit more around here we can look around a bit more, but yes. As soon as we've gained everything that we need from them, then let's erase the minds, obliviate, and um, send them on their way somewhere else, and, and we will figure out uh, how to get the professor back. Miss Harkin, I'm going to need you to contribute in a more substantive way or finish fetching the tea. Oh, um, uh, yes, the tea, right, of course. Um, uh, Miss Miss Zambini, um, yes, the tea, right, yes. But a person has been kidnapped, and, and tea is is the least. And and as she's just kind of flustered, saying this, uh, Thomas walks over. He's like, I I I I, I have the tea, ma'am. And she's like, oh, but here here is your tea. And and then please, 
um, do the job that you are now being hired, required, hired for. This has so, been a very strange evening and my head hurts. We're looking for a guy named Mr. Blooper Blago. What's his name? I forgot already. I, I think, the, what was it, uh, Raven? It was uh, uh, Freddy, Freddy Marchant is no one I know of. Uh, do, uh, this will be your first job to find this Freddy Marchant and figure out why and how he broke in here, what they were after and where the professor is. Are, are the lights still out? Are we only illuminated by my one little wand of Lumos? Oh, yes, we should see if we can turn those back on. And she, she uh, flicks her wand and the lights in the space uh, come back up so you can see a little bit better. And as you look around, I mean, it looks like things are in disarray. There seems to be what you assume was the, the, the artifacts that the professor had mentioned before that are kind of in disarray. There's just a bunch of, there's some small little um, like vases, some little trinkets, and there's some larger pieces. They all seem, they look very Egyptian in nature, um, but it does look like there's some crashed things, maybe some missing things if you all wanted to look through them a little bit more. Um, I was, could I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, could I, uh, I you see Kanan just kind of lift up his nose a little bit and he starts smelling. Uh, can, I wanted to see if I could do a notice if there's any blood, if there's broken glass anywhere. Ah, make a notice roll. Mm. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and use a re-roll for that. Okay. Do because it. That, use one of your re-rolls. Re using a re-roll. And on top of that as well, too, we do have three <gasps> BBBs in reserve as well, too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, to notice. All right. That's going to be a five for notice. Uh, a five. Yes, that is enough. So, um, uh, sorry, catching up on a few things here. Um, right. As you look around, um, you actually see this little bit of paper that has this small yellow flower on it. Uh, do you want to look at it a bit further? Uh, yes, I would definitely investigate it a little bit more. Okay, as you open that up, uh, it looks like there's some sort of powdery something in there and smelling it, uh, this doesn't seem right. Um, does anyone have either, does anyone have a streetwise or anything? Else? Thievery would also work. I have thievery. Okay, if you would like to, make a thievery roll to see if you can figure out what this substance is. All right, I walk over to Kanan. And I see he's yes. this flower. I May I see it? Of course. No, that's a double. That's a crit. I've got two ones. Oh boy! So that is a crit fail. Oh. Cannot re-roll these. Um, so you go over, uh, Raven, and you kind of go to sniff it. And when you do, you inhale a lot, and you just kind of go, "Whoa!" And now it kind of feels like you're in a dream. Great. Uh, you're, but you're feeling good, but you're like, I just want to relax. So I'm just going to give you a uh, level of fatigue currently. Oh, um, which will give you a minus one on all of your rolls uh, at this time. Oh. <laughs> all right, so you just see her. Sorry, sorry. You just see her kind of like, oh, I don't quite know what it is, but it feels 
nice to be in this. <laughs> what you why, why is everybody like sniffing things that they don't know what it is? Uh, I would like to go over and use my survival to identify the flower. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> my one good thing. Uh, <laughs> you have many good things. That's a four. Does that succeed? That is a success. Yes. And I, I, since I have two, can I use my one of my auto raises to make it like a super good success? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you are able to uh, tell immediately what it is. It is a yellow lotus flower. And in fact, you are pretty sure that you've seen that particular, it's, it's, it's not an actual flower, it's printed on this paper. And you've seen that before. You're not entirely sure where, but you know that it is tied to something more specific, whether it's a person or a thing or maybe a place, something. Okay, that's with an author race, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, I think the symbol, this yellow uh, lotus flower means, uh, it probably means a place or a person or something significant. Uh, perhaps we should show this around to some others who might have uh, some more information. And probably don't sniff uh, this stuff anymore, huh, Raven? You know, if you want to get a little crazy, it's do that on your own time, okay? We're on, we're on a mission now. Oh, you know what? On top of that, I actually think you might be able to know this with... Um some of your potion background. So with that raise, I will add that you can tell that this is opium. Well, also it's opium. So like, uh, <laughs> you're, you know, Raven, like 10 minutes, you're probably gonna want some more, but we can't let you have it. Just be cool. <laughs> that, that makes sense. It, it affected her quite quickly. Yeah. So, so are these uh, people just drug runners? That's so mundane, the muggles are, huh? I suppose, I, I, I don't know. This is all very strange. Nothing that I've ever seen before. I suppose it, maybe this yellow flower, like you said, it leads to some specific place. Maybe oh, okay. it leads to Freddy Marchand, this person who seemingly hired them. I don't know. Um, was there anything else that you all found? Mina is looking about a little bit as well. And she actually goes, oh, what's this? And she picks up this little fragment. And even Raven, in your kind of like hazy feeling, you see it and you remember that looks exactly like one that you saw in one of the um, minion, one of these guys' minds. It's it's that little trinket that seems to have some kind of maybe Chinese writing on it. This was in the, this was in the memory that that one had. Oh, I recognize it. Uh, and she goes to reach for it to look at it even closer. Okay, would you do you want to try to identify it? Sure. I will say, yeah. nobody has gambling, right? Any uh, gambling as a skill? Uh, I, you can use thievery for this. Right. I roll, so I aced it and then I got 10 in total, but then I have a minus one, so it's nine. Wow. Uh, yeah, so you got a raise and you, you take a look at this and now that you can see it closely, you instantly go, oh, it's a gambling chip. It's a gambling chip. <laughs> Perhaps when you go gamble, I mean, no, we must investigate. You would know. A gambling chip. Ugh, all of this is very strange. Okay. Uh, well, it seems like maybe the next step is to find this Freddy Marchand. So why don't you all, um, does anyone have any contacts on, 
on, you know, the Muggle street or just the street in general. I mean, we don't know if all of these folks are Muggles. I assume not all of them are, seeing as they are here in the Ministry of Magic. So, um, yes, well, I suppose it is evening. <sighs> Maybe at this point you all should uh, stay here uh, and rest for a bit, and in the morning we can kick this off and find the professor immediately. Yes? You all look tired, then you can have more tea, Miss Zambini. Oblivier? Oh, yes. That's why you are here, Raven. Um, yes, please obliviate them. I go one by one and I go, obliviate, obliviate. Oh, this, oh, I love this spell, obliviate. And last but not least, you poor muggle, obliviate. This is a mind wipe spell, and it actually is one that you can cast. Um, so let's say if you want, mm. oh, you can't do that. Mm. Okay. You can, let's, I'll say that you can cast it twice and get two of them because this is your specific okay. area. It is at a minus two. Oh, so I have to add the other one too, right? Yes. You are at a minus three because oh, it's fatigue. Can I, can I intercede one more time? Sorry. Yeah. I like all I do is just stand awkwardly behind Raven and just go, <laughs> and uh, I want to go ahead and use another one of my BBBs and pull Ooh. out, uh, oh, what's it called? A, a draft of peace. Yes, I love and, it. Uh, I think this one, like it's in like a very like squiggly bottle and it, it just looks like blue vapor and you kind of just like open it and she just is going to open it under your nose and pass it under your nose like, I'm gonna need you to get it together. So you <laughs> muggles. Oh. Thank you. Oh boy. Yes. Okay. So with this one, uh, let's see. Uh, you have to make a vigor roll, and success mm -hmm. removes one level of fatigue, and a raise moves, removes two. So roll your vigor and your wild die. Great. Uh, five. Five. That is a success, even with your minus one there, <laughs> which is a four. Uh, oh, yeah. So you you do, you kind of inhale this, and it just is so nice. And you all of a sudden just feel better. Your mind has cleared, and you no longer have that one level of fatigue. Hmm. We'll have a discussion about your apparent opioid problem at a later date. <laughs> all right. Would you like to cast uh, Obliviate. Yes. There we go. You want me to cast it four times? You can do that or you can cast it two if you want and we'll say that you can catch both of them in it. Okay, we'll do two. Okay. Uh, six. That is a success. And another crit fail. <gasps> oh, <laughs> this is fun. No. His head explodes. <laughs> No. Oh no! We're gonna do a murder on spellcasting rolls. Backfire, and we are using the dynamic backfire table. Um, so one moment, let me catch up with um, the first two guys. We'll say the first the guys that you were able to mind wipe were the one you Petrificus Totalis. They were already terrified of you, um, so you are able to successfully remove um, their most recent memories. Uh, they seem very confused and a little dazed. The other two, 
Oh boy. Okay. Let me find <laughs> where I put the dynamic <laughs> table. I have so many tables, you guys. So uh, many tables. Uh, I always fear a GM with a ton of tables. Like, who knows? I'm gonna have to pull it up in the book. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. No matter what happens, I just want to like hit these guys in the head with a rock and just call uh, it a day. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I want you to obliviate all of us so hard that we're in a different campaign. Like, so. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> we're, guys, we're playing so a Western far. now. <laughs> That's funny. 138. All right. You know, this is, well, actually, I almost find it. We'll come back. Uh, okay. So our dynamic table is so much fun. I'll have you roll for it. Uh, yeah, this is it. So roll me 2d6. Okay. Can I tell you the total of both? Uh, you're gonna, yeah, add these together. Five. Five. Okay, so um, in this instance, the power does not work, uh, and you're very lucky. It doesn't really do a whole lot to you, except we'll say, um, cause this, this shorts your power points, essentially. We'll say the next time you cast a spell, you're casting an additional minus one, because okay. this kind of like it's it kind of backfired on you and you, it, it's almost like an electrical buzz went up your arm and it just kind of like it kind of knocked your confidence off because it didn't work and these guys still seem to be totally aware of what's going on all right okay would you all uh, don't worry dear i will uh, um have uh, thomas please come obliviate these two men as uh, she yells off in the distance. And um, and she says, if you come this way, I will show you to some rooms in which you can um, settle in for the night so you don't have to travel back. And then we can continue this uh, tomorrow. And uh, she leads you off. So uh, we're gonna go ahead. You guys, Mina took you to uh, a different room, to, to different rooms so that you all could sleep and just kind of rest, get yourself situated because you have been thrown immediately into some crazy chaos. Um, before you get going for the day, is there anything anyone would like to do before you have to go out and deal with this group of people again? <laughs> I would like to make some field potions, please, with half yes. an hour of my time. <laughs> yes, indeed, you can do that. Uh, I don't think, oh, well, actually, yeah, it's a roll. Um, so you can make your um, science roll is what governs potion making yes. for this. Beautiful. I and uh, what I would tell you is you have to choose what you want to make. So you can make three potions of any organization. So it could be all healing. It could be all um, uh, the uh, drought of peace. It could be all the, the boost ones. If you do want to do a boost, you have to pick what they boost beforehand. So it could boost stealth. It could boost oh. uh, uh, anything, any of the skills you can boost, essentially. Nice. Um, ooh, that's a that's a good little mix to add. So I want to try to make one of each because that feels okay. just like blanket utilitarian. Um, oh, I should have all the skills in front of me. I only know what I'm good at. So no, that's, that's okay. pretty on brand for Zelda. She would only <laughs> think about boosting something that she's good at too. Yeah. I mean, um, spell casting. Yeah. Spell casting is great. Everybody can use that too. Just be better at being a wizard. 
stares at Fortuna. <laughs> hey, listen, I had some trouble with it, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of a dumb dumb. Reading I is kind of hard. I give you straight A's because you're a legacy, legacy student. I get that sports scholarship, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Quidditch. Um, Quidditch. <laughs> She's on a Quidditch scholarship. I love it. She was the best beater around, you know? That's what they say. That's what the boys say. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right it's a rated r show don't worry yeah. about it yeah. <laughs> oh god oh that's how you got your scar oh. hey listen oh. i don't want to hear any lip from the opium lady okay <laughs> what was your role uh so i got a seven plus two i have a plus two to science is a ten or a nine oh, i don't know that how numbers so- work uh okay there's no additional for a success but you are very successful these are very good potions so you now have a pepper up a draught of peace and a focusing elixir specifically for spell casting yeah very nice it's okay like I also watch someone else just completely biff, bliff and obliviate so that won't come in <laughs> <laughs> yeah just a little bit so starting off before we get going let's find out who's got some rampant magic he's gonna roll on this fancy little table here this is a D100 roll. Sarah BC1. Yes. Okay. So we got a 17. And now I'm going to figure out which one of you it's going to affect. So we'll go uh, Kanan 1, Zelda 2, Raven 3, Fortuna 4. Ah, it's a 2. Zelda, Ooh. you get it. <laughs> 17. Let's find out what you get in my handy dandy table fables book here. Oh, this is fun. Your eyes change color. Uh, all right yeah you wake up and in the morning and your eyes are like a completely different color i'll let you pick the color if you want uh let's go with red red oh my goodness i love it oh i've dropped all my books uh yeah (laughs) so your eyes are like i mean it's not like you have been you know smoking some weed red it's like the irises like the whole thing the color of your eyes are, is just red it's red nice it's I very strange. It's extra scary because she's got those big like magnifying like glasses on too so it's just like giant coke bottle red eyes like yeah it's really gonna know it's give weird you, yet it's gonna give you a lot of uh, bonus to intimidating your students nice. uh <laughs> so um anything else anyone would like to do before before uh we begin the day um oh I, I came here to get my my new cape for the winter so i'm gonna go ahead and do that real quick i'm gonna go out and trade some uh just like some various gems i found out through uh, my travels and go to the local i don't know what the cloak store called the, the <laughs> cloaks and things then uh, down the yeah. streets <laughs> Closing things in in Diagon Alley, you can, uh, Ministry of Magic's very close to Diagon Alley, so you can slip out early and go buy yourself a new fanciful cloak. Let's make it a roll. Um, You're quite lucky, though. So let's see. Let's make this, do you have Streetwise? Oh, no, Streetwise isn't a thing anymore. Oh, I gotta keep track of this. Um, Let's see. Let's do, uh, uh, let's just make it a notice roll. Or if you want, it could be a persuasion roll to see how good of a cloak you can get. No, persuasion is negative two for me because I'm outsider. <laughs> uh, I do noticing with my eyes. It's much easier for me, so <laughs> I do See if you can if you can pick the best of the cloaks. Oh, my dice exploded. So good. <gasps> uh, exploded again. 
Oh my goodness. Okay, that's a wow. 13. Uh, very good cloak for explosion. You got two raises. So you go down to Diagon Alley and you're looking around and you see cloaks and things. But then just looking around the corner, there's there's another store that that it, it seems a bit smaller, but it seems like th this one is called Fancy Things. And you think, maybe I'll check Fancy Things first. So you go down into Fancy Things and you go in. And as soon as you do, the, the shop clerk, he goes, oh, well, welcome, C come on in. Uh, no, 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 um, no offense, hopefully, hopefully this isn't something that will offend you, but uh, you are part of the, the, the Felix clan, right? Uh, yes, person I don't know. Thank you for pointing out thing that I oh, already know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, of, of course you know, but I'm just so um, I'm so happy that you're here. That you, you know, I've been told that if a Felix comes into your shop, that you'll be granted luck for the next full day. So I'm just so pleased that you that you came. What can I help you with? Oh here? my gosh! You talk so much. Uh, I just want a nice cape for the winter, and I uh, yeah, like if you keep saying my name, though, I might leave. It's really very oh. loud. Oh, oh, I will be quiet. So sorry. Yes, I have the perfect one. And he goes back and he pulls out this cape that is bright white. And it's just so crisp and clean. And it's edged with this lovely silver um, lining all around the inside and around the edge of it. And it looks very toasty and warm. The inside looks like it's some sort of fur. And he goes, this is the best cloak that we've ever had in the store and I will give it to you for a discount if you want. Oh cool. I mean I only have like this bag of gems so I don't know. I don't have like a, what is the currency in Harry Potter world? I don't galleons. Yeah I don't have a like galleons because I don't I don't roll that way anymore but uh here like and I just have like a bunch of rubies a fistful of rubies uh, but like here, if uh, that's okay for a cape, I think the cape is good, a good color for winter, you know, when the snow comes, good for camouflage. I like the fur lining, looks very warm, thermal, dynamic, very nice. Oh, oh yes, it is. Oh, yes. Um, uh, the, that will be, his eyes kind of like sparkle as he looks at the rubies. That will be plenty. Yes, here. And he, he takes the rubies and hands you the cloak and he says, thank you again for, for gracing my store. Okay, okay. All right. Just don't tell my mom or my dad that I was here. I really appreciate that. Uh, okay, bye. Bye later. Goodbye. Oh, later. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you again. And you uh, go back off to the Department of Mysteries, I assume, unless you wanted to go somewhere else. I'm good, I go back to team. Okay, anything else anyone would like to do ahead of time? So I was, I was going to say I would have woken up definitely earlier. Uh, I wanted to try to do a little bit of research on this uh, Freddie Machant, if there's any other information that perhaps the, the department itself had upon him, if yeah. that's all right. That makes sense. I, I think that what you um, probably did is you went to Mina and just said, you know, because working at the Department of Mysteries, you work in a specific, you're, you're essentially um, working on time travel and researching the different ways to do time travel. Um, so you don't necessarily, and the department, like the, the sub-departments within the Department of Mysteries kind of keeps themselves. So this is kind of a new exciting thing that you might actually have access to some of this other stuff. I mean, she did say they kept tabs on people. So maybe there Ooh. is a particular department for that. So if you go and ask Mina, 
she does say, um, oh yes, that would be great if you go, go down and talk with this person and they can give you some information. So in that instance, let's say, uh, may, do you have an, uh, oh, investigation is different now. Research, do you have I, research? I sure do. Make me a research role. Research role coming right up for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's uh, going to be a five. A five, okay, that is a success. Very good, so uh, what you are able to learn is that Freddie Marchant seems, you, you find some information, like just flipping through, he pops out. He's a wizard and um, he, he just seems kind of like a common criminal. Uh, as far as you can tell, it looks like he's been pulled in by the oars a few different times um, for kind of like just being reckless. Um, he seems to have, have had a lot of instances of fights. Um, but one thing you do notice in looking at this is a lot of the places it seems like he's uh, been like caught fighting or has been arrested from things like that are gambling places are like gambling dens, different things like that. And as you're looking through here, there's names of a few of just kind of like the marks of whenever he was picked up and where, and one of them says the yellow lotus. Hmm. Excellent. Any, uh, uh, any information that I could get off of where that precisely is? Um, uh, outside of the research, or do I have to, I'd probably want to dig in a little bit more on where I could probably find it, because I, yeah. I, I would almost assume that uh, a gambling den such as this would probably be sort of hidden out of the ways a little bit. Yeah, so um, it make, for this, I'll say make another research roll to see if you can, because you take the yellow lotus and you're like, okay, let me see if I can gain a little bit. more Oh, that's an explosion. Ooh. Uh, that gives me a total of a nine. A nine. Okay, well, that's with a raise. So you actually are, as you flip a little bit more, um, it just kind of seems like whenever they make these kind of reports, they kind of just, it's like this information gets there. It, it, you know, I mean, they're not trying to keep track of the yellow lotus per se, but because there have been a few other things, especially with Marchant at the yellow lotus, you, you see that um, looking at it, it is, a, it is in the Limehouse district of london and it oh, is a gambling den uh and it seems like uh, there might be some bad things happening there in that it might also be a hidden opium den not entirely sure but it seems like that could uh potentially be the case and it seems to be specifically a chinese gambling den uh, so it's run by people and you see that it is muggle it is not a wizarding place all right. Good. Good morning, research with my uh, with my tea that I already currently have. Indeed, indeed. So, um, anything else anyone wants to do? No. Okay. So, uh, you all are awakened by uh, Thomas, who comes in, and Thomas, like when you wake up, Zelda, there's like a, a, a tray of tea already there. And Fortuna, there was like, there was some just jerky that was kind of laid out uh, for you. <laughs> and uh, so Thomas kind of wakes you up and says, 
um, when you're prepared, Mina would like to speak with you before you do your day things. Uh, and so eventually you all kind of collect back in the room where you met Mina before. And she says, all right, well, uh, I, I believe that Kanan has gained a little bit more information that should help you uh, figure out where it is that you need to go today. I will say it is very hard for us to know if any of this has anything to do with this particular prophecy, but the way it is laid out, I believe that you just need to be here working for us and we need to follow what comes up. So this is where we are and I want you to follow this a bit closer because it did happen while you were here and that just seems quite specific within these prophecies. So it seems that you have found that the Yellow Lotus is a gambling den and it does happen to be a muggle gambling den. And I won't, don't have to remind you all that it is not okay for you to show any muggles magic unless it is absolutely necessary to protect you or them. So I ask you to be very careful if you are seen, if you get into trouble, you do not work for the Department of Mysteries. You will be on your own. Is that understood? So like, uh, are we getting like paid for this? Or I mean, like, what's the deal here? You send the four strangers who, I mean, I guess we know each other a little bit, but I uh, send this into uh, do some missions and do some stuff. Like what is, uh, what do we, what's in it for uh, Fortuna? Yes, you will, of course, be uh, handsomely uh, compensated for your work. At this point, you are unspeakables. You are employees of the Department of Mysteries. Uh, I already have a job. I don't really need, like, another job. So I don't, I don't really know why, like, any of us would stick around. I mean, I feel like Zelda, for sure, Professor, have job. I don't know about uh, Raven. She's a little screwed down there. But, uh, you know, I just, I feel like we all have stuff to do. Well, that may be true, but the way these prophecies work is that whether or not you work for the Department of Mysteries, you will be dragged into this. And it might be at your own detriment if you don't have support. So you are free to leave and go about your current job and your current life as much as you want, but realize that doom is coming one way or another. And from the sounds of this prophecy, it may affect the entire world. Well, that sounds like pretty bad prophecy, but very vague. So I think you can sense my apprehension here. But uh, all right. I mean, I trust Professor. Again, not sure about the Raven. And uh, hey, Wolfie boy, you have a secret that we all know. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Actually, basically, most people... Yeah. Basically, everyone knows, right? It's like not secret. Mo most people do, Fortuna. Yes, it's not much of a secret anymore. Okay. And, right. and, well. and yes, mom, mom definitely knows about it, even though they were somewhat apprehensible about uh, allowing me to come and work here. But yeah, secret well, is definitely out. It is. And uh, at this time, especially since we're currently fighting the Cabal, I think that Kanan, you are uniquely situated. I mean, a few of you are, but especially you. So, uh, if there's anything else, uh, we are at your disposal as far as whatever it is you may need to um, investigate this or anything else that comes along, but please find Professor Harmsworth. He, I don't know why they took him. He's just a humble Egyptologist. He was delivering some artifacts, that, uh, wizarding artifacts. I don't know if it had to do with those, but it has to do with him. But either way, he's an innocent in all of this, and I would like to see him back unharmed. So 
it looks like the best place to start is to go and uh, scope out this particular gambling den. You might also be able to try and find Marchant. I don't know which one is better. But that is up to you. I will leave it in your clearly very capable hands. Appreciate it, Mum. Yes. And so with that, she um, turns and flutters out of the room going about her day and leaves you to it. So that is the information you have right now. You have gathered the information of um, some, uh, the, the, the gambling chip fragment. You have the opium wrapped in that flower. And you now know that Yellow Lotus is a Chinese gambling den in the Limehouse district of London. Oh, ladies, have, have any of you ever been to the Limehouse district before? I turn so fast it almost breaks my neck to stare at Raven. No, not me. How about you, Raven? Everyone looking at you now, I guess. <laughs> Perhaps, maybe once or twice or twenty. Oh, are you like good at gambling? Um, I sure. Did not know that about you. You seem very unlucky to me, but what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I just know my way around those people, we'll just say. Well, so maybe Raven should lead group to a gambling secret then? Sure. Is All everybody right. uh, cool with this or maybe uh, should we look for Professor first? I'm not really sure where he would be though. No, I would almost assume that if it was this uh, Freddie Machant that was behind it, that maybe he might be able to give us a little bit of information on the professor once we get to him. Oh, yeah. Investigation. Find one thing, then you find the other thing. Okay, all right. Wasn't yes. thinking about that. Don't worry. It, it'll, it'll all come, come to it for you, Michelle, uh, who was actually a good friend of mine, who <laughs> you reminded me of, Fortuna. My, my apologies. Sounds like real cool person. <laughs> oh no, she 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 very she very much is very cool. She she lives up in Norway, if I do believe it now, right? Very cool, very cool. <laughs> uh, as you all are having this conversation, um, you Zelda looked a bit strange. Now that you get closer, you can see that her eyes are bright red. Professor, Just, what? Are you all right? Did you did you sleep bad? What? Why do you, you care how I slept? Well, your eyes. They, uh, they're incredibly red. Did, uh, did you get into that opium that Raven had last night? Are my eyes red? My honor, again. <laughs> I, was just, I will put a leash on you. No, no questioning your honor, Professor. I, just, just questioning, that's, that's all. And leashes, they're, they, they're quite uncomfortable. You are so sincere aren't you and uh, i'm gonna pull the the teaspoon out of my like mug of tea and use that as a mirror like oh god yeah it's startling like it's it's pretty noticeable i mean it kind of matches your robes now but like also kind of clashes mm -hmm. uh it's it's it definitely might cause you some trouble uh if you're ever trying to persuade anybody because it's upsetting but if you're trying to intimidate them well that's gonna give you a bonus so <laughs> Plus negatives, you know. Um, so as you all are continuing uh, to stare at Zelda's eyes and have this conversation, 
uh, uh, Mina comes back in and there are four people trailing her and she goes, okay, well, it's lovely to have, uh, oh, you all are still here? Um, okay, well, we need this space for um, these four. And you all look at these four and they look familiar in a weird way. But like, you don't know them, but they just like, I don't know. They kind of just remind you of like you. It's weird. Could yes, I, could I could I just little sniff sniff? Uh yeah, yeah. What are you looking for specifically? Um well because of just just looking at this this man as well too seems a, a little fuzzy. Mm -hmm. and, uh, just seeing if there, there's a a scent scent about them that that does remind remind me of of any one of us. Yeah, yeah, make a notice roll with your with your plus. Um, uh, that's going to give me a, ooh, a five. Five. That is a success. So, um, you kind of get a little closer to some of these folks and just kind of sniff them. And, um, you do kind of smell something, but it smells like a cat. Like cat hair? You're not entirely I kinda, sure. I kind of growl underneath my breath at that. Down, boy. <laughs> when you do that, one of them kind of turns and looks back at you like, yes, can I help you, sir? No, oh, my, my, my apologies, just, uh, just that the coat tailor that he has on there, uh, he was, I was told that uh, he only makes very specific coats and that made me quite angry about it. I thought this was one of a kind, but I, I guess I'm very wrong about that. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and I have something in my nose too. I've allergies. Yes. Oh no. Well, good. And, and I turn him walk kind away. Of, yeah. He also kind of tries to look away. All right. <laughs> so um, yeah, these these this group uh, continues in the room, and Mina says, "Is there anything else? I have a meeting." No. no. Great. Then I look forward to your report. And she closes the door in your face. Rude. All right, uh, Raven, I guess lead the way to the Lime, Lime House gambling town, Lime area. Yes. Yes, yeah, so you all are able to, you, you know that, I mean, most of you know London, at least moderately, and, and Raven does know this area. So uh, you are able to get there and it's kind of, it's still raining today. There's people out and about. Um, this particular area of town feels a bit rough. Um, you all, uh, uh, Fortuna, um, Kanan, and Zelda, give me a notice roll. Uh, that's going to be a, uh, that's a six. Six, five. Uh, my floor exploded. Nine. And a nine. Okay, so um, uh, Fortuna and Kanan, um, you just, everything seems fairly normal to you. Um, you do notice that Raven seems a little bit um, more relaxed, maybe a bit. Um, but Zelda, you notice, this just stands out to you knowing Raven a bit. She seems very comfortable, like with this area, like she just knows it super well. 
um, not all of it, but I don't know. It's just kind of stood out to you in the process of, of getting to this space. Um, so you all arrive in this area. Uh, would you, I don't think anybody knows exactly where this is, but you could ask around and see if you can find it. Uh, as we get into the district, can I uh, cast an illusion to make my glasses look like sunglasses so I don't walk around looking like a giant magical person? <laughs> yes. Let's see what we've got here. Cool. Uh, illusion is okay. 27 on the list. Yes, you can do this. I've allowed you. Um, it, you can, I'll say that you could do this for like 20 minutes. Or so. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah, that's totally fine. Oh, you're out and about. Okay. That will be at a minus two. All right. I got a six. A six? That I is a success. That so, so um, you all kind of, as Zelda's walking beside you, you, you just see all of a sudden her glasses darken. It's like, it looks really cool when it happens. And then it's, everyone kind of feels a little bit more at ease because her eyes, you can't see them as much. It's a little less, little, little tiny bit less intimidating. Just a tiny bit though. Zelda's still intimidating. Just her presence. All right. So um, yeah, you guys arrive in this Limetown area and um, looking about, you can see there's, there's, there's a bunch of kind of rough people around the area, there are people who seem to be going about their business. Every once in a while, someone will go, will kind of yell from up above, like, uh, watch out, and then uh, a big pile of, of, I don't know, garbage comes flying out the window. So you want to avoid that as much as you can. It's never good. Would you all like to uh, question anybody you come upon? There's quite a few people wandering around the street. Yes. There's even a group of sailors because you're near the shore here as well. Oh, I'll walk up to the sailors. Okay. Friends of yours, Raven. I just stare down Zelda. <laughs> um, hello, boys. Um, just wondering. Um, I'm looking for a uh, a gambling area called the Limelight. Do you know where you can uh, direct me where it is? Oh. Well, look here, you, uh, you, well, what do you want to do with the limelight, with the, the yellow lotus down here? You wanting to, what, do a bit of gambling? You good at gambling? Oh, yes, I've had my share of it, and, um, you know, I also hear they have other great stuff there. Oh. Looking for a good time. Oh, well, uh, make a persuasion roll for me. Oh. Equation here we go. Uh, okay, raise that's so six, uh, seven, eight, nine. Nine, wow, okay, with raise, this is an opposed roll. We'll see if they can. Nope, they got a two. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, you ask that, and they just they're just staring at you, and they're just like, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah, the. Yellow Lotus, it's a, uh, if you take a, a left on that street over there, and then you make a right, and then it's kind of like in a bit of a hidden spot, and uh, you got to knock on the door before they let you in, but it's only open at night. 
So I don't think anyone will be there if you go over there right now to gamble. I mean, it's a bit early in the morning for gambling, but you know, if you want to gamble, um, I'm sure we can find a spot and we'll start a gamble with you just as long as you'll stick around and like continue to talk to us. Uh, perhaps maybe later, but um, I, I, I do thank you for all your information. I just, um, I need to take a breath right now, but it was so nice meeting you all. Oh, yes. Well, anytime, you know, we're here on shore leave. And, uh, I mean, we're just staying right over there. If you just wanted to come and, and we'll buy you dinner. And, and and I'm like, this guy just keeps uh, just keeps going, <laughs> here's this thing and this thing, if you want to hang out. <laughs> I just, uh, I put my hand out to let him kiss it, just so that he oh, stops oh, talking. Yes. And, and he, he does, he does kiss it and kind of like pets your hand. <laughs> and then I take it back and I'm like, well, thank you, my love. I oh. must be going. Okay, well, see you next time, <laughs> he says, as you wander away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes, so um, if you all uh, uh, do continue down that way, you in fact do see, you, there's not like a name of the place, but you see the same yellow lotus flower symbol. So you're pretty sure um, that this is a place. Everyone give me a notice roll. Eleven uh, with an exploding die. Woo, eleven, seven. Raven? I have four. Four? Okay. So, uh, Fortuna and Raven, you all, this is not necessarily new for you, Raven, but it just kind of feels like you're being observed. Um, Kanan, you're able to see, like, there are a few tough-looking guys who seem to be eyeing you, mostly when you get closer to the Yellow Lotus. They just seem to kind of, like, be keeping an eye out. Um, Zelda, your illusion spell fails and your glasses turn back to normal and there's a woman who walks by and she goes <gasps> and then kind of hurries away and uh you your eyes like you guys see too her eyes are like way redder now and it's like almost like they're shining like it's really hard to to uh keep it hidden and it does not look natural <laughs> uh, perhaps we can uh, uh, throw on a bandage on your eyes or something and say that uh, you've got stabbed in the eyes I don't know uh, what should we do well, we can buy her floppy hats and she can like angle downward to cover eyes or get one of those like veils that you know when the ladies uh, the husband die they wear like a black thing around their heads like that thing that would be a veil yeah yeah, Vale, Vale, that's what's yeah. called. I mean, for for now, Professor, if you'd like, I could give you my hat, put it on your head, you could tip it down. That'd be let's, more obvious. Let's do the veil. Is there like a widower's RS? So <laughs> well, make a notice roll. <laughs> Good, that went so well in the past. What have we started? <laughs> okay. Uh, Widows and things. Reroll because I only got a one and a two. Yes. Well, oh, so again. You'll have to use a Benny, but yeah. yes, you can do that. Goodbye, Benny. All right. Uh, nope. Just a no, two. No, So Bennies, you can use as many as you would like to reroll. Rerolls you can only use once. So would All you right. like to roll again? 
Yeah. You don't have uh, to. It's getting slowly higher, and maybe we'll get. Okay, there we go. The six, the D6 exploded. Ten total. Ten total. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, looking around, you actually see there's a woman who um, is selling flowers, and she has a, a hat with a bit of a veil on, and she's just going flowers. Would you like some flowers? And she sees you, and she kind of goes, "Would you like some flowers?" And uh, Zelda like scrunches up her face and like shuffles toward, like away from the group and towards this woman, and then just begins to sob. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> my poor George, he died, and I'm oh. so sad about it, and I can't be seen in public. How um, can I buy your veil so everyone knows oh my how sad oh. I am? Oh my goodness, oh, are you, <laughs> I feel for you, my husband, Bob, he died oh. just last year. And oh, I was sorry. so sad. I was so sad and no one cared. And I won't let that happen to you, Donnie. Here, you can just <laughs> have you. this hat. You oh, have it, you take it. Sweet. Oh my yes. God, I just, <laughs> I so totally, wonderful. well, I'm just, I'm happy that I can help you and give you what no one gave to me. So, oh, bless you. Oh. Yes, yes have, have, a, have a wonderful uh, 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 brief day. Oh, that was really nice. Uh, I'm gonna try, like, as I put it on, I wanna do, like, subtle magic. I just wanna, like, make her day a little better, because that was actually very nice of her. But I oh. don't want anyone in the group to know I'm being nice to anyone. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, wh um, uh, oof. What, what do you wanna do? do? Do you want to, um, you could, like, I don't know, there's so many things you could do. You could, like, make her money, uh, um, um, what is that spell? I don't know the name of it, but it basically lets it, like, more of it. It makes more. Oh, but you doesn't do that go away? It's like leprechaun gold? I don't know. I don't remember if that one does. I, it didn't in, in Bellatrix's... Uh, in the vault, vault with the cup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's you right. You could do that. Yeah, you let's could also... that Yeah? Okay, let's do it. Let's let's make that... That would be good for these. Let's, let's use um, growth... Uh, for that, number yeah. 24. I see it. We'll do oh, that. Yeah. And so that's going to be, oh, this one depends upon size. We'll just make it a minus one for this casting roll. Okay, perfect. All right. And I got a four exactly. Oh, well, that is a success. So um, as she's walking away, you, she, you can see that she has like a little money pouch kind of hanging on her belt. And you just just surreptitiously cast that spell at at her uh uh what is the word i'm looking for money pouch yeah. and you see it just kind of get a little bit heavier and and you're like you know that her day will be a bit more pleasant when she looks okay, cool. <laughs> very good deed good deed all right so um know. zelda comes back and she has this like fancy veil on now still kind of see her eyes but it's like way better and not as you know shiny and bright professor you're right we heard you over there solving with the lady or are the two of you okay i'm fine all right just wanted to make sure professor that's all it's it, I... you know, professor zelda is a you know strong independent woman she can take care of herself i think she's fine she just looks a little red in the eyes like a pink eye red eye I don't 
Um, I would like to, uh, if, if we were, were you in the vicinity of the yellow lotus yet, or are we still kind of like out? Yeah, you're like right out front of it. Um, I'd like to investigate to look uh, like in the windows to see if anyone's in there or if we can like sneak in somehow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, make, uh, make a nudist roll. Notice. Okay. Uh, hmm, I got two threes. I'm gonna use my reroll because we don't have that much time to look anyway. Okay. Hey, explosion. Six, uh, seven, eight, nine. There you go. Yeah, um, that's with the rays. So you go up there, and you um, you kind of see if the door works. There is. There's not really a window. It looks like there's a slit that they normally would pull open. And you can kind of try to mess with it and see if you can get it to pop open. And you are able to. And looking inside, it looks really dark and dingy, uh, but you can't really see anybody's in there, at least from your vantage point. And as you're doing that, you you feel a tap on your shoulder and some guy goes, hey, what are you doing? Oh, hey, what's up, uh, person? I'm looking for friends. Uh, they said this place is really neat and we should go come say hi. And I... Uh, I did not know it had like certain hours or whatever. Not the not the normal gambling person. So just checking yeah. it out. Yeah, well, it's not open. You have to come back at night. Oh, cool. Like, uh, hey, why is this little tiny door so tiny to open on top of the other door? What's that for? That's so we can look at you and judge you whether or not we're going to let you in. Oh, how do you get in? Well, you come here with money to gamble and... We make sure that you're not a cop and then we let you in because oh. we don't let cops gamble here. Oh, cool. So like you look through that little door, you can tell all that stuff? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, that's a really neat uh, system. I never heard of it before. It's my first time. Uh, what's what's your name, buddy? Uh, my name is Josh Buckling. Oh, Cool. Dro- Dro- Josh, Mr. Buck- Buckle? Buckling? Buckley? Buckling. Buck- Buck- with I-N-G. L-B- U- 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 Buckling. It's Buckling. Okay. You know, I'm not so good with letters either, so I think you spelling it is like more trouble for me, really. I just call you Josh. I feel like we can be on equal terms. Okay, Josh, well, you know what? I come back at, what time you say open? It's like nighttime, but like, I don't know what that means. It's kind of darkish or like dusk. Yeah, well, it's different, but it's like seven. seven. We'll, we'll like open se- it like seven. Like, yeah. it's like, so like after dinner, not like before dinner, just after you eat. Like, yeah, like you gamble after down. dinner. It's okay. not like a dinner. We don't serve dinner. You can oh. have drinks, though. So bring oh. them money for drinks. Okay, well, see, look, more information. I did not know that you saw so you such a nice guy, Josh. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you okay. like after seven-ish post-dinner, eh? And uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> He seems very confused. This is not at all the interaction he expected to have. Uh, so you're able to, he kind of still sticks around. And if you look around, you actually see there are a few other people who are kind of just eyeing you guys. It just kind of seems like they're very careful in particular. Um, but you can definitely come back later. So is there anything you all would like to do Um in the meantime, while you have to wait for the evening to come along. Hey, do you three think, like, we could just sneak in somehow, like, with 
these guys not know the thing, or do you think we have to wait for nighttime? Because I'm not so stealthy, I don't think. Did uh, while you were talking to your friend, uh, your new yeah. friend Josh, yeah? Did you happen yeah. to were you able to look by him or anything, or notice anything else, another way in from what you could see? Um, I don't think I did. Did I, Megan? Just the door. This, yeah. This area that you're in, there are a ton of buildings that are kind of all squished together. Um, there's an occasional alleyway, but it's it's essentially like all you really can see is kind of the doorway. It kind of seems like maybe it's long more than wide, this particular place. I mean, like, if we could get into an alleyway, maybe we could, like, I don't know, break down the wall and get in, but that could be quite loud. I just Wait. quietly reach into my bag and pull out my lockpicks and go, uh, these might help. Okay, I feel like... Earlier, I was being mean to you for no good reason, and now it's deserved. What are you doing? <laughs> what is your life? You haven't been in my life in so long, so why do you even care? I just want to know how involved and how much you know about what's going on here. You seem very connected with people in low places, Miss Hemlock. And she I just, just stays quiet. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> Ooh, I think those would definitely work. Should we, um, like uh, Fortuna was saying, perhaps maybe we could find a back alley and find a back door to this place. Those uh, lockpicking tools could come in handy. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Want to give this shot, Raven? Zelda, it seems like you're being uh, out, not outclassed, but... Nobody seems to want to answer your question. Yeah, no, it's fine. Mm. Zelda will remember this. Oh, I well, believe that's, that's Zelda remember. remembers everything of Raven right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tablet this, 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 this. <laughs> Slot. Just kidding. Professor, can you keep up with uh, us three uh, former students uh, being, uh, you know, being bad boys? Come on. Come on. It's kind of fun. You have to admit. Mm. This is fun. <laughs> She tries really hard not to smirk. She just pulls the veil a little <laughs> lower so you can't see her smirk. <clears throat> Go I'm on, like... be criminals. If you're you're complicit. You're part of this now. Accomplice or accomplice? Just uh, like back in the 1790s. <laughs> oh my goodness. This it's is good. French revolutions and guillotines. This is great. Very similar. Very similar. Uh, so if you guys want to, to take a look around to see if you can find an alley, you can do that. Sure. So you... Yeah, so looking around, um, there are a couple of alleys. They are on the same block. They're a little bit further away from this place, but you could go back there and I would give you, I'll give you a uh, notice roll at a minus four to see if you can figure out which one might be the Lotus, because it would be really hard to tell in the back end. Sure. All right. Back in and see if we can check it's out real. the Lotus. I'll do it. Yeah, you can all okay. roll. Mm -hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> I didn't critically fail, which is good. <laughs> but one thing I would like to do, uh, I only got two twos on it. Uh, so you actually see Kanan. He reaches down into his pocket and pulls out his stopwatch. And he's going to pick out... And then he's going to take his wand and he's just going to touch his pocket watch and he's going to say, Tempus. 
Mm. As everything, it almost like for him, it everything kind of backs backs up a little bit as soon as we uh, walk around that corner. Um, and I'm gonna try this notice check again. I like it. Yeah. Whenever you do that, it's almost like you all kind of come back and the conversation starts again. You don't necessarily notice it except for Kanan, but it's mm -hmm. but you go. Should we go look at find an alley? Yeah. And it's kind of like might be a sense of something. Raven, you definitely are not sure if this is reality. <laughs> oh, alright. <laughs> and then, Megan, could I actually use my card as well, too? Because that gives me a ah. plus six to a to a skill check, right? Yes, it does. Or an extra d6, you said, extra correct? effort! Okay. Right. Here we go. Yeah. One explosion! Okay. Whoa. <laughs> There's one. Yeah. Plus one gives me a seven minus four, which is a three. Is oh, that no, 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 that's not with my notice. Uh, so seven plus two is my nine minus four gives me a five. Bam. Five. Wow. That's all good. that for a five. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks no, cool, right? Okay, you got a five. What did everybody else get? If you rolled, you don't have to make a notice roll if you don't want to. Yeah, I got an exploding die, so. Six, seven, it's nine total minus four is five, but can I use one of my uh, BBBBs? Uh, yeah, and make it a raise. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's an eight. So you got a raise. Uh, okay, so you all. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, my goodness. Bless you. <laughs> Uh. Excuse me. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so you guys go back there, and uh, especially Fortuna and Kanan, you guys kind of like look back and you go, okay, I'm going to count all these individual buildings. <laughs> and you do your math together. You go, oh, that one. And Fortuna goes, oh. And, and Fortuna goes, that one. And Kane's like, oh. And then together, you guys are able to go, it's definitely this one. And there is this little door um, that kind of looks, it's kind of like down in a, you know, like how sometimes you kind of walk down some steps to the door to be able to go into a place. It looks down there and you're pretty sure that this is the place. So Raven, would you like to try to pick that lock? Yes. All right. So um, this one, this is going to be at a minus one because this door, it almost looks like it hasn't been used in a long time. And it's thievery, correct? Uh, yes, this is thievery. Minus one. Oh, goodness. I'm going to use a Benny. Because mm. otherwise, that's a two. <laughs> okay. Let's try again. Thank you for the Bennies, everyone. <laughs> They're being used. Yay. Oh, goodness. I'm debating on using one more. I'm going to use one more. One more Benny. Okay. Zelda is just staring in like. Alohomora is a no. first year spell. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, I rolled a two, that makes it a one, and then I have double one, so I don't know if that's a double crit again, or it just it just stays one. No, it only if there are ones on the die. Oh not if it equals that. So um you can use your last Benny. And you 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 also have a reroll. Okay, so let's do that. Okay. Thank you all for my donations. It's being used so greatly. Oh my god! I rolled a uh, two again total. <coughs> Let's just use my last Benny because sorry I farted. Let's just use my last Benny because. Uh, Benny. 
Okay, finally. I aced it. Oh, nice. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So that's a nine. Oh, okay, that's with the raise. So you... I'm sweating as Zelda's behind me. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, Zelda's just like sitting there, like tapping her blonde, like on her head or something, yeah. and doing that <laughs> with her red eyes. Um, oh so yeah, you you are able to um, finally like you sit there, and it's really hard because this this door seems it's like it's kind of like a metal door. It seems very rusty. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you finally hear the, the proper clicks and you can tell that it's opened. Um, so, you know, you can rub that in Zelda's face now uh, and, <laughs> and uh, you can try and open the door. Would you like to do that? Yes. Okay, so you, you, you turn the knob and it doesn't do anything and you push a little harder and eventually it kind of like, it's like it's stuck and you're, finally able to kind of push it open and it goes as you do that yeah and you can tell like it doesn't seem like this door has been used in a long time okay and whenever you look in it's really dark and kind of dusty and musky but it actually looks like um there's a set of stairs just from what you can see um that are going up all right there's some stairs up the head zone Unless someone wants to go into cat form, uh, sorry, raven form and investigate. Yes, everyone knows how commonplace it is to see a bird inside the house. <laughs> and everyone's very calm about that. Indeed. And why don't we do this instead? And I'm going to pull out the, like, uh, the focus spell or the focus potion. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put it in her hands and go, you need this more than I do. But you cast the spell and I guess I'm proud of you. And then she laughs, this barking laugh, and then I want to turn into my raven form so I can like keep a watch out to make okay. sure. Okay. Okay, so make an animatus roll. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to use my last Benny. I only got a three. Five. Five. Yes, you are able to successfully so, I mean, you're just like looking at her raven and all of a sudden she's a raven, uh, just kind of like right in front of you in a burst of feathers. And you, are you wanting to kind of like sit up on the edge so you can just keep a lookout? Yeah, so she's gonna like perch on the edge where it would be normal for a bird to be. And then she kind of just looks at the group and does like two little caws and then one really loud one. So just to get everyone used to the, like what it's gonna sound like if she starts freaking out that someone's coming. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You 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 all just hear her go ka ka ka. And and you all know. You know. You don't want to upset Zelda here. Uh so at this point um you all actually something seems a bit strange. Raven, you don't feel quite right. I don't know. And as a matter of fact, as the rest of you are looking at her, it looks like she's going to pass out and you start to fall backwards, Raven. And as you do, you are no longer here. Not at all. As a matter of fact, you're in a forest somewhere or, or something like that. And, and there's a snake and you see it. It's almost like you're down at the same level. And the snake 
it looks like it's 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 scared. You don't know how you know that, but it you just do, and 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 it looks worse for the wear. It looks like it's trying to to get away, to escape something, but you you can't tell what's behind you, but you can tell it's something really dangerous. And and ahead, it looks like maybe there's a bit of a clearing, and all of a sudden you see a bright light come flying at the snake through the woods. The snake is able to just barely slither out of the way before it gets hit. And it keeps moving forward, moving forward. Another blast of light comes flying. And then all of a sudden the snake has disappeared. And as you move closer, you can see that a cliff, there's a cliff, the snake has gone over the edge. And all of a sudden there's a man. There's a man there who's looking over the edge and you don't know why, but you can tell that he is upset he's frustrated he didn't get what we what he wanted and the snake you just see it falling 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 and the camera your 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 view zooms right into the snake right into the face and then all of a sudden you're back you're back to the city and that is where we will end for today Oh, God. Of course, we will be back here next Thursday, 1 p.m., to find out what happens next. So, in the meantime, um, I'm trying to, like, keep track of all these things, but in the meantime, be careful. There are definitely monsters under your bed. Bye. (laughs) Bye, friends.